This week in PlayStation, we're talking about Ghost of Tsushima's final patch being out. So what's going to be next for Sucker Punch? An enjoyable union between video games and music that ends with a platinum trophy, and why Naughty Dog shouldn't make another Uncharted. We'll have all this and more because this is PSI Love You XOXO. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everybody. That's Blessing. That's Janet. I'm Greg, and you can get this show on Patreon.com slash KindOfFunnyGames, of course. There you can watch us record it live like the Trogs are right now. You can get it ad-free, and you can get the weekly post-show. If you have no bucks, toss our way. It's no big deal. Support us on the Epic Games Store by using the creator code kind of funny it works on fortnite rocket league and fall guys even on your playstation 5 and you can get psi love you xoxo of course for free with ads without the post show over on youtube.com slash kind of funny games rooster teeth and podcast services around the globe each and every friday morning our new day thank you to our patreon producers fargo brady pranksky tyler ross delaney twinning first responder nd julian the gluten-free gamer james hastings uh casey andrew and anonymous Today, we're brought to you by Credit Karma, but we'll tell you about that now. For now, let us start with a PSN message from you. Blessing Janet Mike Harley writes in to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, just like you can, and says, what is in your PlayStation 5 starter pack? If someone has finally been able to get their hands on a PlayStation 5, what are your top three games they should get to play right as soon i fucked it up they should get they should play to get the best out of their new console i was so close to having the whole thing done damn it mike i screwed it up for you also mike smells it with a y which i always appreciate well oh mike with a y yeah, yeah. no that's i did not notice that m-y-k-e i've never seen that before actually they call me the world's greatest detective blessing because i noticed mm -hmm. the little things like that that's why i'm yeah. so good at video games look what's the color of the shirt that janet's wearing right now it is a mustard okay okay see i would i would call that's it more of a, of a burnt yellow don't start this shit. Don't fucking don't bring don't bring Tim Gettys. It's like my it's my Arthur sweater, which I didn't realize until after I had already bought it. Unfortunately, where one day mm. I put on put this on and I put on a pair of blue jeans, and Isaiah then informed me that I looked just like that meme with the. He's like, "Can you make the fist?" Yeah, 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 yeah. Arthur wears a collar shirt under his sweater. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, for... So it's not you know it's not the it's like a mo it's like a modernized cosplay that okay. I have going on a sure. little bit. Sure, you're uh, bounding. Like when they go to Disney, yeah. and they don't dress all the way as the character. You're yeah, yeah, because they're like, well. You know, we take that we take that shit seriously. You can't just be dressed as the characters. You can get as close as you want, but you can't you can't be full on. Did y'all see the end of Arthur? You see how they ended that thing? Like, I saw oh, the yeah. image of him no, looking yeah, all that, busted. That stuff was crazy. Oof. Didn't DW become a cop? I was like, yeah. I mean, you know, like, it was one of those. I I was too no i guess you're never too old for cartoons and arthur but i was not like a child when arthur was airing but i remember watch i was young and i remember watching arthur like you know when i come over from school or whatever and enjoying it enough because i'd grown up reading the books and so like i have a connection to that show i had no idea it was still running and so yeah when it was like arthur arthur ended everybody and here's the final thing and i clicked on i just got so mad <laughs> I was like, well i have no really? i haven't known about this in a decade i'm like what the fuck is this ending did you not want them to like grow up or like what was the beef like it, it was the classic like trope of like looking into the future very conveniently to kind of wrap up you know some loose ends i guess i mean it's just it's just like what what was arthur doing you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what he's done in the, he you know, the 10, book. 15 like, I don't years. Know. It was a nice kind of, you know, like, 
tie-in. It was a little bit cyclical. I think, you know, endings are really hard, especially with shows. Sure. I think that's a pretty solid one. But, yeah, I did tune back in for that um, after all the memes of, like, you know, how adult Arthur looks, which... He it's looks like a video a game bit. journalist. Like he looks, yeah, he's in a good way. at PAX right now. Like, yeah, he's for sure at PAX. Oh, like, Arthur's at PAX out. big time. This right man now. has a podcast with three other men, and he's like, "These are my best friends in the world." This is like a hundred percent, hundred percent. Oh, that we're one hundred percent roasting ourselves, by the way. As a hundred percent. Oh my god, yeah. totally. I no, mean, that, that's probably why I get so angry when I. This look is at why it. I have the sweater. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Well, it was an interesting era for like child stuff. I feel like this last year because they also had like that intense blues clues thing of like steve coming oh, back that was, like, that was poignant. And being like that i know you poignant. have debt and depression but like i want you to know i'm proud i, I can't even go i can't even go over it because i'm like i got so emotional watching that like, Dude, well, i'm looking at the, at the image of arthur right now and he looks like he writes articles for games beat i'm si oh he looks like jeff grubb you think <laughs> like he looks like if jeff grubb and mike minotti had a baby bear when you're back he has I know the high score on white water away, but if you know you're back I mean? already like, i've slacked it to you i've slacked it to you if you can get eventually this arthur image up so he likes speed runs in his free time yeah like mm -hmm. a, a game that none of us heard about even too. This man was alongside me watching your roll credits on that, that Final Fantasy game in the Twitch chat. Oh, but he's he's one, he was watching he's my screen telling you. hundred percent. He, he was all he is giving me tips Paradise on Genshin stream. Impact. Like he's telling me like, hey, this is how you unlock all the good characters and how to See, get I guess that's my the... thing is you're 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 spinning a very positive adult Arthur off of this image. I'm saying he'd be in there cor correcting your pronunciation of everything and acting like you don't know the no. source material Final Fantasy. That's what I get off this Arthur. It's, he, I refuse I, to believe he's that. He's smiling is the thing. Like, he seems yeah. friendly. He's a friendly man. Oh, they it's all seem friendly till they turn on you. They all seem friendly till they turn on you. This is looking at a darker side of what... I mean, you, you're, not, you're not wrong, but I choose to believe that this is the... You know, also, what's on his shirt? Like he, right it's, it's, on his um, shirt, he has a, the rabbit. Is that not his Baxter. best friend? No, it's him as a superhero. Because remember, Bionic Bunny. It's Bionic Bunny, no, isn't it? Oh, um, okay, thank okay. you, Barrett. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely Bionic here. Bunny. I feel like. See that yeah, again? I'm, I'm so I'm so detached from the source material now. I don't know, but oh like, God, Arthur, put sleeves on your fucking hoodie vest. You know what I mean? Let's start there. He's got to show. He is doing guns, the constant you know? like the hot. Am I hot or am I cold? But I feel like now that I live in LA, I too have like rocked a are you hot or cold look, and it's like Josh, a little bit of both sometimes. Because in the morning, Joshy it's kind of cool. Joshy G in the live chat on Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Game says, "Adult Arthur gets timed out in a lot of Twitch chats." <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> oh no! That's what I'm saying. I, we're I, all I, nerds. You're a, we're I'm, all, I'm a huge loser nerd, right. but I'm just saying this Arthur's got problems. I'm not he's gonna lie. Nice I've seen this man. I've seen this this character before, right? Like I, where I go on Twitter, I tweet something, and then I click show more replies. And I've seen this profile picture <laughs> in show more replies. I've seen this face. I've, seen, I've seen this face walk out of the bathroom of like a convention, and they haven't washed their hands. You know. God damn. Yeah. Arthur did nothing wrong, by the way. This is just all, <laughs> Anyone all projecting. Anyone can catch a stray on this show. That's what I've really learned. Like. Blessing. Mike Hurley has finally run into a PlayStation 5 and or is assembling a list for his hypothetical friends who have done it. Maybe Mike Hurley is Arthur. Maybe he doesn't have any friends. But he has hypothetical friends in this situation. What are you saying are the must-have three games? It's funny because I thought this was an easy question until yeah. I thought about it more. And I was like, man, we've had a lot of games for the PS5 that, like, in my order of what are the most essential games to get, have shuffled around so much. Because sure. if you asked me this maybe a few months ago, I would have said, oh, yeah, the answer is easy. You get Spider-Man Miles Morales, you get uh, Ratchet and Clank, and you get um, Returnal, right? I, I, I would say that that would be my easy go-to. Now that we're past a year, what, about a year and a half into, into the PS5 being out, that list is shuffled around for me where 
I, like Returnal is still on there for me. I think the Re- Returnal is a very essential PlayStation Five game to get, just for the one it being this more focused in like g- gameplay focused arcade house mark, really cool cool game that that feels different and feels fresh, feels unique from a lot of the other things you get on the platform. But then also a game that takes advantage of hey yeah, it's the PS Five. Here's what the Dual Sense can do. Here's like different gameplay. Right elements with like how you press r2 with the adapter triggers and pull in to use to do your special move and all that stuff right like it takes advantage of that you feel like the the rain droplets and the in the uh, haptic feedback like it does a lot of stuff with the dual sense that i think is great and then also how it runs and how it looks and how it takes advantage of the ssd with like how seamless it is when you're running from room to room i think all that stuff feels so playstation 5 and all all that stuff shines through eternal and eternal is just a fantastic game and so that's my number one on the on the list And so this is where i want to go first off before we go you're ranking them right this is this this is your number one game for playstation 5 based on recommendation sure yes yeah yeah, yeah. i'll say eternal is my number one game because this brings up another chat over on patreon.com slash kind of funny games the question is being raised of course by eric miller do cross generation cross platform games count or are we going purely with playstation 5 because if they have a ps4 they can play the cross gen games yeah there's so many different things and the way i approach this because you I, i like to of course we know janet garcia roller skating marathon training Teaching. Not training anymore. Already marathon tavern, marathon metal owning. I don't know. I figured you would thought something new for this time, so I don't really have. Well, to I dropped it, you. so I never have to use it. I was like, marathon not chest not here to have I didn't notice that. I feel like I should have at least gotten one week of it. Like, why did I? You do did. This we had a whole big thing. We had a big. We had a big conversation. Remember when you weren't here for it? You weren't right, here. We talked like, about like, I, yeah, could we do it? Because I'm it seemed not gonna pretty lie. Easy. I loved listening to that episode. Like, I played that like on my own. I think with like Isaiah or something. And then later, like my me and my family listened to it on the car on the way to the bar. And then we like list- We also played the trivia game that you guys made at yeah. the end as well. So yeah. it was really I, fun. I, I like that one. Uh, well, thanks for stepping all over this, Janet, and ruining this bit. But what I was gonna say is, Janet, you know, a teacher, and so I did the show of my work kind of thing where mm-hmm. I listed out, you know, my I came down to my top three, but I had a whole bunch of other thing there. I, so I, I can I just, see where you went wrong. I listed really games and I Saving crossed off the ones that didn't even get to where I thought they would be in the top three kind of thing and got there. But for me to answer Eric Miller's question is, I kind of cleared the mechanism. This wasn't I trying to I tried to check the usual hypothetical stuff at the door. You have a PlayStation Five. You're excited to have a PlayStation Five what would I tell you to get on it? And that's where I started. So I do have one game on here that's a director's cut. I put Ghost of Tsushima director's cut on here at number two for me. But blessing to where you're at right now, I put Returnal on there. It was my number three. Because again, everything you just said is that it's a fantastic fucking game, of course. And of course, we're shooting, you know, this is the problem with these hypotheticals. What is this PlayStation 5 owner, this new PlayStation 5 owner like and stuff? Yeah, we don't know. What is their taste? What have they played before? Like, we don't know. So, but you're at, in, in this scenario, I would assume you're asking us, you know, one by one. So like, for me, I was like, well, Returnal, I would put on there because it is such a masterclass in gameplay. Uh, it is such an enjoyable game, but then yeah, you're trying, his question is like, uh, to get the best out of their new console, like few games do it as good as uh, Returnal does when it comes to getting the most out of the PlayStation 5. Like you're talking about the SSD, uh, you know, we talk about all the time, feeling the raindrops on the controller, just the way the haptics feel like Returnal is a special PlayStation 5 game. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for me, like the way I interpret this question also is like, if you were to buy a PlayStation 5 today and you can only get three games, what are the three games you should get? And I would say Returnal for sure, like it, it is one of those three games. To your point of like, what are we counting? Do we do cross gen? Do we do all this other stuff? My number two game is Elden Ring. I would say Elden Ring is a for sure okay. game to get. Okay. And even if even if you are somebody that, you know, might have gotten it on PS4, I'd say like even get on the PS5 for how good it runs, like getting the the performance mode, getting the resolution, getting the, the frame rate uh, performance yeah. out of it. 
I think that's enough to make it, it feel like a, a better experience. And then, like, it being an incredible game, right? It being a, you know, again, if you're getting a P PS5 and you're looking for three experiences out of it, right? Returnal for the gameplay, for the arcade uh, uh, aspects of it, for the feeling of the third-person shooting and, and all that stuff. Elden Ring, for something to get lost in. If you're looking for a game that you could spend anywhere from 30 hours to 100 hours in, and you're looking for the RPG elements, you're looking for equipping items, equipping armor, all this stuff, um, Elden Ring has that, right? If you're looking for an open world to explore, Elden Ring has that. If you're looking for a narrative that you kind of have to, like, work for and, like, uncover and talk to characters and do all that stuff, Elden Ring has that. Elden Ring, as far as, like, the big RPG action-adventure, Elden sure. Ring is easily, like, easily on that list for me. And then do you see, want me to tell, I can tell you my third one right now. Let's see. Well, I, I want to jump off that too to, to how I kind of put together my list here. Because I was the same thing of when I sat down, it was, I overthought it. And I was like, do I want to put a different genre on there every time? Do I want to do something, you know, these are the three, you know, this is what you're going to be. This is where it should be. And again, for once in my life, I tried to check all that. And instead I just cleared the mechanism and I was like, what would I tell you, like, our Greg Miller-ass games to put on there, right? And so I already said I have Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut on there at number two. The one I have in front of it is Spider-Man Miles Morales, where, again, two open-world games, you know, that you can go through. Do Obviously, they play incredibly different. Obviously, I think Ghost is, you know, far longer, let alone the Director's Cut's giving you Iki Island. And it's also giving you the multiplayer, so there's more to do there and that kind of thing. But in the grand scheme of things, they're both open-world, you know, action-adventure games you're going through and do stuff. But I felt the need to put them both on there because I love both those games so much. And looking at this in terms of a blank list, what could I give to somebody? You know what I mean? I don't know who you are. I don't know what I, I would tell you. You're coming to Greg Miller. You know that I like open-world checklist games. I put it on there. And I was surprised personally that Ghost of Tsushima beat off uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Or I'm sorry, Forbidden West. Mm -hmm. you, you smirked there when I said beat off because I, I, I did. I, did yeah, I, I smirked internally too. I was like, "Oh, that's not right." But it, it fended off Horizon Zero, uh, Forbidden West. We could have just well, we probably couldn't have just kept going to be honest. So no, that's, that's fair. Not, I, like, I, I was down to keep going. I didn't acknowledge it. I, I didn't think Greg would acknowledge it. But well, I know that you're a pervert. This has been proven that you're a pervert with the near. Stuff, I'm not denying so. it anymore. Right? Yes, I am. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've, I'm seven hours into Thirteen Sentinels: Age of Rim, and I can't deny it anymore. Oh my god. Um. Anyway, just kind of not unpacking any of that uh, for me when i was looking at this list uh two things one the classic whenever we have to make these lists if you don't get in the doc first i'm like well i don't want to like say what's already been said so i kind of just Do like it. i saw you guys' list so i'm like i want to bring something new to the table and i did sort of favor i think experiences that are like ps5 exclusive um and or at least like a ps5 optimized version like first i started with just off the top of my head and then i like actually like booted up my playstation and i'm like let me go to my collection filter platforms what are the what are the games that are like ps5 games that i've played even if they are cross-platform and then of those what are i think some of the best experiences that i feel like are at least my highlights for the console. Like if I was making a list, I would kind of start with these games and like whittle away from there and make it like a top 10 or something. Um, so, you know, out the gate, Ratchet and Clank, um, I think it takes, it's like one of the most beautiful looking games on the console. It's one of the games that, you know, truly looks and I think feels and is sort of designed around next gen um, in a big way. So if you're looking for like, you know, I have this new thing, I'm excited, I want to see what it can do. And I want to also ha finally get to have these experiences I haven't had. I do think you definitely... Like for me, I would always start from a place of the exclusives, which there aren't like a lot of pure like console exclusives. But if, if I was interested in any of those, I would be jumping to those first because that is the freshest thing that I definitely have not played or experienced. Mm -hmm. um, from there, I also thought, you know, again, other things that have really um, 
marked my time with the PlayStation 5. Uh, Sackboy, A Big Adventure is one of those games that was like, okay, there's not a lot out. Like, we're, we're running through the things that are there. Um, but admittedly, like, the more I've played that, the more I've grown to respect that game. I think that game is super overlooked. I think even when it first came out and I played it, I kind of underrated it, where I'm like, okay, well, yeah, it's a good platformer, but uh, it's not quite the same as Little Big Planet, and, like, I guess it's cool there's a Bruno Mars song in here, but, like, it's not like it's the Rayman, you know, <laughs> music levels. Um, but the more I've gotten into it, there's just so much content in that game not just in terms of like the costumes but like the side content the speed run kind of challenges that are on the side or like they're great really they're yeah they're really great they're really well designed the ones where you challenge your friends or the world or whatever yeah um and i think they they're like the sort of ones with the very minimalistic level design it's like weird kind of blocks they kind of remind me i don't think they're like quite on this level because that's pretty hard but like the um the crazy stuff in like mario odyssey like that kind of hellscape of platforming they're a little bit reminiscent of that um and i think those are really cool um and then just the creativity level to level they have so many different mechanics that they'll introduce like there's one ability that where you're basically just iron man and like me and my family are like oh this is the iron man one okay cool we're like shooting we're looking for this stuff like i have enjoyed that game more and more as i've continued to play it um and then i don't know i feel like we're all saving our last one for like at the end so i don't know if you no, want me to like go for it Jan- well i'm yeah. I, honestly janet what i'm more interested in is what did you look at the list and say, oh, well, I don't want to repeat myself? Like, did you, like, what games oh, from yeah. ours did you, were you already initially like, oh, I'm going to put that one on there? And then you went, oh, blessing. Well, Greg, yours is, gets a little funky because you have like the, the stuff underneath three is like brainstorm stuff, right? Yeah, that's where I was like, okay. yeah. So the ones that, so like, if you were to look at the doc, ladies and gentlemen, which you can, I have a bunch of games that have strike throughs that have been struck through and then get, ones that are still there. The ones that are still there are, were in the running. Those stri- struck through were, were ones that I games that I love. Like again, to Blessing's point, when he okay, kicked then this I'm off, stealing like, this one. There's so many fucking good games for PlayStation Five right now that it's easy to go through and fucking. And, and again, I was trying to figure out why I would put what where I would put it. So yeah, yeah. Okay. And like, I mean, so. in with that, right? Like, I was looking, and you mentioned Horizon Forbidden West earlier, and how like, yeah, like I'm surprised I barely barely made the, the list. That was one that I was like, oh yeah, that will certainly be number one for me. And then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, oh no, I don't think Horizon's on my list because my number three is my number three is like a toss-up it's like a tie it's like equal ways so i'm cheating a little bit uh, is sifu and Deathloop. um i think either way for like for like a third game to have on the ps5 um either either one is a good choice sifu obviously for like if you're looking for an incredible indian experience but then also something that has such a dope gameplay loop and such dope visuals and like that you can get lost in for that arcade experience as well like that is there for you and then death loop for the gameplay is the gameplay there too right like when you talk about meaty games like Elden Ring I have on there as a meaty game Deathloop I think is meaty as well in terms of you can get lost in it you can get lost in like finding the gear finding the abilities going th- going through the loop no pun intended and like <laughs> you know get, getting lost in a game in a game in a game that feels so different and so fresh I think that's the thing that has both these things on my list is that mm. both these games feel like games that haven't been done before in in, in this way you know Sifu For sure. it being a beat-em-up game that has this age mechanic that makes you really think about how how far you want to push yourself and then death loop um in a way that has this like cool it, we're very non-linear we're very time-based right it's like an open time game jump in at any time of day at whatever area you want to jump into and, and figure things out at your own pace both these games feel so new and so different and i think they're in in that in, in that essence they're both must plays if you're picking up a, a ps5 but blessing i need you to pick one or the other for mike with a y who you don't really know their gaming taste whatsoever i don't know great, their gaming taste point. whatsoever I would say Returnal, Ellen Ring, and 
Ooh, I'd say Deathloop because like yeah. Deathloop, mm-hmm. Deathloop is translatable for like people who like first person shooters, right? Like, yeah. yeah, you're gonna like that if you like that. You're gonna like if you like stealth, you know, you're gonna like Deathloop. Yeah. C4 I think is a bit more acquired. Um, yeah. so yeah, I'll say I'll put Deathloop. Over like I've said before, Deathloop, Deathloop is definitely Arcane's pop album. I think it's definitely more easier yeah. to get yeah, into. Yeah, for sure. I think too, like for me, well, I don't want, I don't want to start anything, but like I think Deathloop's right. just a better game than Sifu. Um, like if I had to rank them, um, and granted, I did not like get into Sifu the way like a lot of like you guys did. I'm still waiting for like where's that patch to make it easier? <laughs> where's it at? Um, but yeah, I just I absolutely adore Deathloop. Like that was my game of the year last year. Um, yeah, that Deathloop's a great recommendation. So, Greg, do you have Horizon then recommended? I don't know. You... For my okay. thir- the three I came down on were Spider Man, Ghost, and then Returnal. Then for my third, I gotta go Horizon because like that that game's awesome. Um, I still want to play more of it. I played more of it after yep. we had already done our review. I still want to go back and platinum it. I've just kind of been waiting to like. You know, part of me's been waiting because like Isaiah still hasn't beaten the game. Like he got really far, so he like is done with a lot of the bigger deal spoiler stuff, in my opinion. Where I'm like, thank God, I can like you can you know, openly talk about this. Yeah, I can like kind of like exist in this world, okay? But I still like don't want to like play, even though they don't do a lot of spoiler stuff in the post game. Like there is like a common kind of theme bark that sort of tells you like how one storyline ties up, and it's like not a big deal. But I'm like, I don't really want you to have to you know deal with that so like that's one reason i haven't played and then you know just kind of time and this that and the other but yeah that game's awesome the more i play it the more i love it it's i have very little criticism of that game other than maybe like if you don't like that formulaic design maybe but for me what's interesting with horizon is i can't wait to get back to it i feel like there's just so much other stuff to play right now and i i wonder how much it's going to reinvigorate my passion for it because no, I am not sitting here saying like, man, I regret saying it was a five out of five. It was a, it was an amazing game or whatever. I don't like. I love Horizon. I think it's great, but it is that thing that when I put it down and walked away, I was like, fuck, I wish I could platinum this right now. But now we are months away, and then in our lives, multiple reviews and games away that it's still like, I'd love to get back to Horizon, but I'm having so much with with Anno. I really want to keep going, but I was also really enjoying No Man's Sky. I hope I get back to that soon. And it's mm-hmm. like. There's so there's, a, there's that recency bias of what I want to get back to, and then it becomes even it, backlog seasons now. Blessing, as you know, but mm-hmm. we are burning through it already. Where it's like, yeah. if I don't get to Horizon and Platinum, it's soon. When am I going to get back to Horizon and Platinum? Yeah, yeah. If um, I let me looking at the Blessing Super Fun Game release calendar, thank you. you this find is always where I go. Yeah, of, of course. course. Yeah, at Blessing Junior. God damn it! Why is this? Why is this file so skinny and small? Hold on, let me open this in a new tab. Uh, if I go to the end of April, right, like. That we have Stanley Parable coming out April 27th for the people that are into that. You also have Nintendo Switch Sports if you're somebody with a Nintendo, right? Like Trek to Yomi is early <laughs> if you're May. Somebody with a Nintendo. Nintendo. <laughs> if, it, if you're slumming it with a Nintendo, you got this coming too. If you're one of those Nintendo, I have players, to say like it's a PlayStation you have the Game podcast. Boys. Uh, yeah, but yeah, then, yeah. then also like you know the play. If there's the play date. There, and like a lot of this is ni- is niche, but like this is going to be for a lot yeah. of people more to talk about it, right? Like Rogue Legacy Two comes out April 28th. Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt is April 27th, right? Like we're quickly approaching the end of backlog season and then like maybe after trek to yomi backlog season kicks up again but things are quickly getting busy i think too though like i mean again those are my three official like my three official recommendations are ratchet and clank Sackboy big adventure and horizon like if i could only pick three those are the three um the other ones i was t- t- tossing around much like you greg of like thinking yeah. of what's there uh chicory because that's like very high up on my list for last year that game's awesome i think too like blessing to your point bringing up kind of the the technology side of things it's not the most like mind-blowing use of the dual sense or anything but it does utilize it in the touchpad and i think it plays really well in that console i think but you, you know for chicory yeah you can use the touchpad for chicory i don't know if i, I used think it I did too i think I, it right? was that like your main Am way I, like, of playing tripping 
I think so. No, you definitely could. I used it. I used it. I remember using it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think I did a mix, but you can, you know, it has a little sound design coming out of the little speaker. Again, it's not the most like, it's not a showcase of the DualSense, but it is, does have some integration there. I think the trophies are like really good. And I also think that, you know, in terms of, again, thinking of the identity of the PlayStation, like that was a game that I'll always remember as being a PlayStation game, even though it did come to like other consoles and things. It kind of got its start there. And I think it's, its identity is kind of tied to it in that sense. Uh, And then, you know, shout to other like indies, like, you know, Kenna Bridges, Kena Bridges Spirits, Kenna Bridges Spirits. I never remember. Kena. Uh, yeah, 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 oh, God. Yeah, I was never going to know. It's fine. You'll you'll sense it when you look it up, right? Um, it needs an that game's awesome. You. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, Tones, another great indie. Um, Demon Souls, I think, is a, is a fun one. Like, if you're someone that's looking at, like, our list, you know, um, this person that wrote in, um, Mike. And I was like, oh, Mike yeah, asked for three games. And all, we're just listing right. all the games. Well, I mean, this is how it always you know, goes. We, honorable we, we, mention. We, 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 we all the games. has the top three. Like, if you want to only go with the top three, well, you have our top three. Because um, the fact that these list, these games didn't make my top three. But, you know, like, Demon Souls, if you're someone that sees, like, Elden Ring on Blessings List, and you're, like, all into that, that could be a fun either replay or first-time playthrough for you. Um, and then I had to give, you know, again, I was looking at my collection that I had on my PlayStation. I had to give a shout to Overcooked All You Can Eat. Oh, yeah. um, that is, like, the next-gen version of that game. That's awesome if you, like... Even if you owned like one and or two, like it could be nice to just buy that as like a nice bundled package that has all the DLC as well, because chances are you might not have like picked up all of those. Like certainly I didn't or I never finished like one of the games at least. So that was kind of a time for me to just go through like front to back. And that's that is honestly probably one of my favorite games like ever overcooked all you can eat. Like too bad you didn't put on your list. We asked for three. My guess for three. I didn't. It's and those are, th- that's not my three. Yeah, I'm not even like, going to run through me, all my strikes. Never play games. it, but that's, yeah, Mike, that's every what I single have. game on the PS5. So good luck, Mike. No, that's that is not true. I'm looking at some games on my PS5 that I did Mike. not mention. I didn't mention Guardian. Like, there's a lot left. Mike, on the while we're here, here. getting Agent Intercept. It came out. No, last we're not week. doing oh, this. Guys. This is supposed to be a short segment. You've all gone too long to close it out. I did figure out why I didn't like Arthur. He's the kind of guy that would say this shit. Go ahead and bear it. This is the kind of shit Arthur would send to me in my way. You know what I mean? Jesus Christ. Arthur is right. Arthur seems seems like a stand-up individual. Mira Thomas wipes the floor with any game you gave him. This is really funny. But also his facts. This is probably one of the best. Let's move on to the topic of the show, ladies and gentlemen. We've titled it, and when I say we, I mean me. Uh, Naughty Dog shouldn't make another Uncharted game. We will start at VGC with news from Tom Ivan, who writes, A Naughty Dog recruiter has seemingly hinted at plans for more Uncharted games. A newly appointed recruiter at Naughty Dog has seemingly hinted that Sony is planning future Uncharted releases. On Tuesday, Christina Marie Drake McBreety announced on McBeardity? McBeardity. McBeardity. I love love hearing you struggle because before KFGD, when I read the same story, I had to like sit down and really like think to myself, how would I say this person? Our jobs are so simple, number one, but then also the the little complications. And I want you to know, I'm like in my head, on Tuesday, Christina nailed it. Marie nailed it. Drake, oh God, it's still going. (laughs) McBeardity, damn it. Announced on LinkedIn that she had joined the studio this month as a primary recruiter. In her post, Christina Marie uh, said, and she is quote scouting for talent at every level, and it's quote special to be a to uh, it's special being able, it's special being able to be building future teams for not only new titles but for the legacy of Uncharted. And this is the thing that launched a million tweets, a million articles, a million kind of funny games dailies. Janet Garcia, Marathon Run. Do you believe that saying new titles but uh, the legacy of Uncharted means more Uncharted games? Yes, 
because I don't know what else that would be. Like it'd be, I mean, it could be something else, but it seems like it at least has to be some form, even if it's just like, again, they already just did the um, sort of Legacy of Thieves collection. So yeah. like that, that's kind of the first thing that comes to mind with like that sort of thing. But I feel like it'd have to at least be something tied into the universe, even if it's not like called Uncharted, but like it'd have maybe some of the same characters or some of the same like, you know, general universe um, or like, you know, it'd have some mechanical tie-ins like, it would essentially be another Uncharted game, even if it's not part of the, um, I guess, proper mainline series. So that's sure. at least what it implies. Like, I can't really imagine what else it would be. Uh, like, it, it'd be really weird to word it this way and have it not be anything at all related to the Uncharted franchise, whether that's remakes, remasters, spinoffs, or what have you. Blessing out of you, Junior. What is your take on, but for the legacy of Uncharted? I... I don't really know how to interpret that. You know, I think I lean towards Janet and saying that, like, yeah, like, I don't know why you would say that and have it be a, be a oh, actually, no, we're not doing anything with Uncharted. With Uncharted. I am just mean, like, legacy is in, like, you know, Uncharted exists in all the games we do. There's Uncharted exactly, in exactly. Uncharted the new IP. I feel like that's weird phrasing for it. But also, like, I think all of this is weird, right? Like, this is coming from their, their um, bio on LinkedIn, which already is, like, kind of loose in terms of using that as a source. And then, like, what does she mean when she says, this um i i mean i think the thing that's more interesting is thinking like all right like if we are thinking of the future of uncharted like naughty dog as a studio you know obviously like that that was their title that like blew them up during the ps3 era that is a title that or an ip now that i think playstation holds near and dear and an ip that we've talked about it over the last few years that playstation would like to see more of we've had the stories of ben studios pitching a solely uncharted game we have we've had stories of like um i think it was playstation visual arts group that was considering doing the remake of the original uncharted game and then they were like actually no we'll do the last was remake instead um uncharted is a thing that i think has a future regardless of what this recruiter is saying or not um that said i think the question is like what is the future of uncharted and is naughty dog making it and does this imply that naughty dog is making it um to that i don't know so what about you? I it's so loose and it's a recruiter and I'm I'm totally there that it could just be the wiggle room of uh, especially being able to be building future teams for not only new titles but for the legacy of Uncharted like that sounds like you're making another Uncharted or something in the Uncharted universe more than uh, the, well, like because I could easily see the response being as Janet pointed out well everything we do is in the legacy of Uncharted it's the legacy of Naughty Dog and yada 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 and at that point that's where we come to not even the question, but the statement I put out that Naughty Dog shouldn't make another Uncharted, which is what I believe. I don't want Uncharted. I do not want to go back to Uncharted. And I don't want Naughty Dog specifically to go back to Uncharted because I want to see what they do next. I want to see them do a new IP. I want to see them continue to iterate and change and, you know, be a studio where I, I like the idea that, you know, you know, every generation from them would have a new tentpole kind of thing. And I know it gets a little bit fishy with that, but you understand where it looked like for a while where, you know, they stopped, they had their PS2 games, Jack, and then they went, okay, cool. And they had Crash with PS1, and then they had Uncharted with PS3. Then Last of Us is both of them, but then more Uncharted. Yeah, I'm sorry. Bless, what do you got? Uh, so I have two questions. One, what do you then do? Do you then just want Naughty Dog to do something new? Like, do you not want to see Last of Us either? Or are you talking about specifically about Uncharted? And two, I guess, like, if you do want to see more Uncharted, regardless of, like, if not uh, Naughty Dog doing it, right? Like, if you want to see Uncharted out, outside of Naughty Dog. Sure. Do you think we'll get Uncharted as good as Naughty Dog has given us? So here's, I'll start with number two. Uncharted should stop. Period. Mm. Full stop. I, and, and I, here's, and I, I, Barrett, I appreciate you booing me. You know that I'm a huge Uncharted fan as well. And so I say this knowing that 
whenever Naughty Dog, Sony Bend, some other PlayStation studio announces they're doing Uncharted and we get the trailer, I'm going to mark out. I'm going to be excited. I'm going to look forward to that game. That This isn't me saying I'm done with Uncharted. I just feel that Uncharted 4 was such a perfect ending for what that was. And it stuck with and I, Janet Stewart. Janet Stewart. She's getting ready to do it. Uh, <laughs> no spoilers. I was like, have you ruined this game? <laughs> have you really not had the ending ruined for you? Well, now I feel like just saying that yes that is true um that, that being said i'm sure someone somewhere will do that no, as a result no, no, but no 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 like, if you if people listen to the i love you're all here that to hang true. out there really is i mean there isn't really but like you know i'm still like i'm going in fresh you know what i mean like because it's such an old game that mm-hmm. like i don't know i was well, i'm not going to spoil watching, the ending ending okay, of it. Right? i just think it ended so perfectly with a bow on it that I mean, inarguably, it has the best ending of any of the Uncharted's, and it's the ending of you know. And they, I, this isn't a spoiler, Janet, right? You you saw lead up coverage that they were like, we're ending Nate's story. This is the end of Nathan Drake and Uncharted. You've heard of this, right? Sure, I think okay. I have. I mean, it's kind of like that's oh, like the game's also called anyway. the end. It is, With but your... like <laughs> clearly, mean, that's what they're talking about. Trilogy, right? But it's like there's a four of them, so I don't know. Um, quadrilogy. Anyways, though, so yeah, I think it <laughs> ends so well and so perfectly that you need to step away from it, and I think that you then have this incredibly loaded thing where, oh man, Uncharted doesn't need to be Nathan Drake, of course not. I, you know, we had um, uh, uh, Lost Lady. Thank you, Lost Legacy. I had Legacy. I yeah, can't get the rest. Chloe of it. Nadine. Yeah, we had Lost Legacy, right? And that was a really good game. I know Blessing is your favorite Uncharted, correct? Correct me yeah. if I'm wrong. Like, I think those exist. I just think that they are going to be painted into a picture of having to do Uncharted quote unquote tropes and things that Uncharted would do. And you need certain things in there to make it feel like Uncharted that I don't think Uncharted, even as just the name, I, I feel has a legacy to it and it has a bunch of tropes and has a bunch of things you need in there and i think that that shadow is too big now that i don't want to see naughty dog do it and feel like they have to put things in there that they maybe wouldn't have before but they're trying to honor the games that have come before their legacy and then i don't want to see it handed off to another studio because you're just in a, you are in a lose lose that point you can go talk to sony bend about it and like what it was like to go make an uncharted for the vita right and like have an arm tied behind your back in the fight already because of course everyone's going well you're not naughty dog and yeah, and I'm sure they're like, you're right. We are not probably the best studio working in video games right now. You're right. We're not. We're trying to be. And we're trying to do it on a portable that is brand new, that needs to have touchpad, that needs to have the camera, that needs, you can see the weight sinking. Hey, Uncharted VR, and it's story driven. It's just choices. You're just looking at different stuff happening. It's just, it's just, Janet, it's just, you know, we're just sitting in a theater and it's like an Uncharted play. <laughs> we don't play anything. We're just like, yeah. not <laughs> I mean, yeah. it doesn't have to be. Like no one said not and not that that wouldn't like be good like anything can be good but it doesn't have to it can look like whatever um at any point which is both like in some ways liberating and then I think also like horrifying um again I have to like quote uh Natalie Flores who very brilliantly I think it might have been on our uh the drunk cast that I did with you blessing and and everybody else drunk for the record not not drug cast yes drunk cast um anyway so because that's so much better i don't know anyway we were like drunk cast makes it sound like we're just popping pills talking about video games we're popping alcohol talking about last i'm I'm going through i'm gonna just i'm just gonna barrel through this sentence um anyway she said a story is over when capitalism says it is and i think that's so brilliant i think about it all the time and i think that's highly accurate i mean you know greg to your point right it's like even if we sit here and say like we want one we don't want one whatever we're all gonna play it so it doesn't really end up mattering and obviously like we don't you know buy it in the sense that a lot of times we get code but like we would if we were the general consumer and it's also the fact of like 
to this point, the legacy of Uncharted, they're going to make more Uncharted films. They're, PlayStation and Sony see this well, as Uncharted viable. Uncharted the movie. Thing. And it's like the game version of the movie, like Ratchet and Clank style. Sure. I don't know if they'll go that route, but I think it'll be more that they will continue to, they want to make things in this world with this brand that they've, you know, sunk so much into. And again, this is the, uh, the problem we come to every time with video games in some regard, right? Where it is art, but it is business. And so like, it is going to be this thing that one of them is going to give one way or the other. Now it'll be interesting again. Like what I've always heard is that Naughty Dog kind of gets to do whatever the fuck they want, because of course they keep putting up banger after banger. And so I do wonder if, you know, they have enough sway to be like, no one else touches Uncharted, or if they'd be enough sway to be like, we don't want to do Uncharted, so it doesn't happen, or if PlayStation would be like, listen, you can do whatever the fuck you want, but uh, Evan, Neil, we're going to have somebody else doing Uncharted. That, and that's gonna- where I stand. Like, I think I think that last part is the, the part that's going to happen, right? Because, like, PlayStation owns Uncharted. Naughty yeah. Dog doesn't own Uncharted, right? And as much as Uncharted is, is Naughty Dog's baby, if Naughty Dog doesn't want to make more, more Uncharted, which is, like, well within their right, right? And even, in, even that alone is more freedom than they'd probably get from many other publishers who are like, no, Idols, you're going to do this. No, um, uh, Ubisoft Massive, you're going to do this, right? Like, the publishers, usually, especially if you own the studios, usually have the say, the say on, like, hey, no, like, we get the final say, you're going to make this kind of game, or we're going to have the conversation, but, like, usually you are being pushed to do some kind of project or some kind of thing. For Naughty Dog to have the power to come to PlayStation and go, hey, no, like, we know Uncharted is, like, the, it is a top three IP for you. <laughs> we're not going to make more Uncharted. That alone is, like, that's great freedom um that said like as playstation i think you you got to continue that somehow like and and for i'm i'm with you to uh, to a sense of i think uncharted should take a break i don't know if uncharted should stop forever but i would like if we didn't get another uncharted for the next four years right like if we could come if you could come back in playstation 6 and it's Here's the brand launch title, Uncharted. It's from Naughty Dog, and it's about the characters that we have met towards the end of that game or whatever, yes. three yes. or four. Like Then I'd be like, all right, cool. Enough time has passed, and we're doing this. But for the conversations and the legacy of Uncharted, yeah. Yeah, and that's where I would That's what I would want, too, is like, take a break. Again, like the uh, Uncharted 4 came out in 2016. Uncharted Lost Legacy came out in 2017, right? Yeah, it's, it's already, already been, been five years at this point. Five years. Give it another like few years. And I think by that point, I am like, oh man, I can actually go for some more Uncharted now. Like it's been a while. Like we've had uh, multiple Uncharted movies. Man, I could go for some Uncharted. Not, now I'm talking about like 2026 or even maybe, maybe it is next gen, right? Maybe it is PS6 where it is. Here's Uncharted, Uncharted New Legacy. And it is about like the, whatever the future of the franchise is. You're not playing as Nathan Drake. You're playing as other characters. Time has passed, all this stuff. I think that would be a great comeback for Uncharted. And I think at that point, it doesn't need to be Naughty Dog. I think that presents a big challenge of like, can whatever studio, like if it's Fire Sprite or if it's Bend or if it's whoever, right? Can that studio live up to the greatest Naughty Dog? That answer, well, that's in the air. Likely no, but like you know I'd be down to see. And see, but the problem there is, again, live chat, patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Eric Miller brings this up, which I would have gotten to eventually. But uh, we saw what happened when another studio takes over games after Sony Studios are done. Sly, Thieves in Time, and Jack Lost Frontier. Both solid titles, but it was a step down and it ended the franchise. And that's the thing is I feel like when you have an audience wanting and wanting for a Sly and wanting for a new Jack and Daxter and wanting for a new Uncharted to go to the people who aren't the people. And again, this is an unfair comparison. Sony Bend and Golden Abyss, I think, were unfairly compared to Naughty Dog. And, and granted, again, the Vita had a bunch of, you know, gimmicky shit they shoved in there to do it or whatever, but they were unfairly compared. But 
this is the same thing here when you look at Zanzaro doing Sly, when you look at uh, High Impact Games, right, doing uh, Jack and Daxter Lost Frontier. Like, they're not the originators of it. Now, 100%, and I'm saying they're unfairly judged because of this, think about what we're talking about. In five years, four years, whatever, the team at Naughty Dog that would pick up and do a new Uncharted would not be the same team that did Uncharted 4, would yeah. not be the Uncharted 3 team, and so on and so forth. Like, it's not a fair comparison, but it's a real comparison. And there is the cachet, and there is the legacy that comes with being Naughty Dog, or any studio for that matter, but being somebody like Naughty Dog and being Lost that successful legacy. and dra- ugh, dragging in <laughs> a forgotten legacy, Janet. Right right now, we are talking about, like, a different studio picking it up. And you're also, you're also talking about, like, the future of Naughty Dog. And if, like, you know, if it is five years from now, right, how many of the same people are working working there? This job post, uh, or sorry, not the job post, this LinkedIn um, bio from Christina Marie Drake McGreary, uh, does say that, like, in her role as a recruiter, she's helping build future teams for not only new titles, but for the legacy of Uncharted. Could it be a thing of, hey, no, not a new, a new studio isn't taking this over. We are, it's still going to be Naughty Dog, but we are hiring up. We're hiring... 60 new people to work on like another franchise for and, and that's also point the too. argument of like the is the chair so the chair if you change all the parts like how long is the pc yeah, yeah. the pc i feel like in we all know that teams change but ultimately outside of maybe like the really big changes of like sometimes people really like heavily weight like creative director and things like that like that's true of many long-running franchises like i don't think that necessarily like that's always that, that's always playing a factor because like the people who worked on one thing probably didn't work on the next thing even if like it still has the DNA and the feel. I mean, inherently, like, that's part of, like, what collaborating as a team is. It's about, like, being able to give your own take, but you're also kind of fulfilling a role within, like, an identity's brand and you're, like, you know, or a company's brand or a team's brand or whatever their kind of vision is. Um, and then I think as far as, like, more Uncharted, I mean, this is so funny to me because as for my personal history with Uncharted, which if you've somehow not caught on um in the last couple of years i i bought the the trilogy for i want to say for like the ps4 or whatever um and i've just kind of slowly been going through them with my brother and you know we kind of had like each game didn't quite hit for us but everyone said the next one was going to be better and that happened for three games and i just ultimately they're i think they're good games but they just didn't age in the way that i think it was sold to me that they would and i'm like i'm just not that interested in this um or i don't see this isn't that as saucy as usa like and maybe it was really saucy in in 2007 or whenever it came out which i can totally acknowledge but i'm like that doesn't make me enjoy them more it just means i have respect for what that franchise does holistically and i just am a naughty dog fan in general but four is finally where i'm like when i first started four i was like I feel like this is still the same, y'all. It just looks better. And then I got deeper in, and now I'm, like, about halfway through, and I genuinely feel like, okay, this is, at least for now, I haven't done Lost Legacy yet, the pinnacle of the franchise. This also feels like what the franchise was striving for in its earlier iterations. Like, it is an evolution on every aspect that they go for in terms of combat and storytelling. Um, And I have, you know, again, I have some gripes with, like, how the weapon gun gun sway feels and like certain elements of that but on the whole i'm like yeah this is a great adventure and a good story and like even some of the puzzle stuff i think is a little bit better done where you are still kind of just looking in the notebook but it's not quite as like ham-fisted as it is in the earlier iterations um but for me oh my god there's another like i have had a lot of uncharted and granted i'm like kind of going through these chaotically in the last couple years but i don't know it's hard to imagine i think four they said what they've been trying to say 
clearer and louder and better than they ever have. And I think the fact that Blessing and other people think Lost Legacy is even better than that gives me optimism for what a continuation might look like. But at the same time, I personally struggle to imagine in what ways will they innovate in in a way that feels like, oh, I didn't know I wanted, you know, Uncharted 5 or whatever the product's going to be. And they showed me that I didn't realize I wanted this thing. I, I think that's... I think that that comes down to how do you like what makes Uncharted Uncharted and how do you like how do you take those elements and create make something that feels fresh and make something that feels good right because I think of any franchise that has gone a, a long time and asking the question of how do you make this still feel still feel fresh right how do you make this still feel new and still feel good and I look at like I think Rockstar has a problem sometimes where GTA for me is one of my favorite fav- favorite gaming franchises and like I th- I still remember like playing GTA San Andreas for the first time and going wow like I can't believe this is a thing and like playing the other GTA games and being like wow like this th- this open world is incredible like, I can't believe how far this is going playing GTA 5 and being like wow another 10 out of 10 but then like playing Red Dead Redemption 2 and being like man this is a rockstar ass rockstar game and like it man if only rockstar could like learn from other developers and like the more and the more i even return to gta online i'm like man gta 6 whatever that's going to be has to like expand the horizons a bit more right like i think it has to play around with like what that has to be right and when i think <laughs> of uncharted it comes for me it comes down on you know action set pieces you're searching for a treasure you are climbing you know and there's like banter and dialogue right and, and i think with those things like if you create new characters if you find new new interesting story elements like story doesn't necessarily become a thing that ages in terms of like the idea of a story right if you find a new story to tell if you find an interesting story to tell i think you can take a lot of those same mechanical elements and make them work in something new and so the one interesting thing we're talking about here that i think speaks to the exact topic right of like okay well another studio taking on or doing something like that and how much you know does the cachet or legacy of naughty dog matter it's interesting to sit here and you know janet be, be like you know uncharted 4 is the pinnacle of the uncharted games right and then blessing to be like well you know uh, lost legacy is my favorite one or whatever i think it's important right for both of those games to call out the fact that they are the direct result of Amy Hedig's trilogy that was Uncharted 1, 2, and 3, right? And then remember, she breaks up with Naughty Dog, uh, or Naughty Dog breaks up with her uh, in the middle of Uncharted 4, right? Nathan uh, Nathan Drake, well, Nolan North, was making the rounds actually this week. Uh, and I have a report here from Eurogamer, which was uh, followed by Victoria Kennedy. Uh, Nolan was over on Couch Soup, right? And the thing he calls out, right, was, quote the biggest thing people probably remember is we had shot the biggest thing most people probably remember is we had shot uncharted 4 with amy Hennig for about seven months we were well into the game she was dismissed from naughty dog and they got rid of everything we did they recast the whole thing and he goes on to talk about a different stuff right financially it was nice but you know that's the business uh, i was just glad they didn't scrap the whole thing and say it's done we're done and so to the point we're making right now is the fact that Yes, Naughty Uncharted, any video game is bigger than one person who was there. But, you know, Amy was the writer, right? The face of the writing team on Uncharted. And so to have her leave, you ha- and especially leave going into the, for- or in the middle of the fourth game, you figure you have all this talent that's been hired because they loved Uncharted 1, 2, and 3. So they're able to come in and be, we want to do that, but we want to do it differently. And again, for Uncharted 4, being rebooted when it was already announced it was already out into the world or whatever you do wonder what the, an uncharted game would look like from naughty dog in quotes that naughty dog or any naughty dog going forward if they had from pre-pro the whole team and the whole vision the whole thing they wanted all the way through and so especially to look at lost legacy right that was kurt that was you know a bunch of young faces uh sean right sean this guy was on that as well at the head and i could be wrong you're wrong me in the the, the live chat on patreon uh it is that idea that you know 
bringing fresh voices to an established thing works. It's just, I guess, for me, the idea that like, like, it's like I said at the top, I'm going to, it's a similar Last of Us Part 2, right? Where I was like, I don't need another Last of Us, but you make another Last of Us. I'm going to play another Last of Us. Like same with Last of Us remake that we're talking about. That, that's rumored, right? Like, we're going to yeah. be excited for that once they announce it. And it, it's just that thing of like, I feel like so much is, dim- I, I'm doing the thing I normally do, which of course is that I don't make games because I'm a big dumb dumb. I just like to play them. And it's that thing that I'm sitting here with you guys and saying the same thing I think a lot of you were saying too, of just like, I struggle to think of, all right, an Uncharted on PlayStation 5, an Uncharted on PlayStation 6, how does it not just look and feel like Uncharted? But again, I guess that's a very unfair thing to paint them into the corner of when Uncharted 4 felt different and, and Lost Legacy did feel different than mm-hmm. what the Uncharted that had come before it would be. I, I mean, I look at like the, I look at the idea of, of expanding Naughty Dog and having them work on a new Uncharted. Like I do get unexcited for, unexcited about it if it is a, yeah, this is going to be our next project just because I want to see new stuff from Naughty Dog so bad. Like I think a new IP from Naughty Dog would do so much for like, if they're able to apply all of what they've done with Uncharted and with Last of Us and create something that hits on that same level. Like I think about what that would do for PlayStation, what that do for video games in general, and I get excited about it. Um, that said, right, like I also look at Naughty Dog's output, and it is, you know, 2013 we get the Last of Us, right? Like uh, I think like the year after maybe is Last of Us remastered for PS4. 2016 Uncharted. Well, don't uh, forget, yeah, Last of Us, then Last of Us Left Behind, then Last of Us. Yeah, 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 good point. And then like 2016 we get Uncharted for 2017 Lost Legacy, and then 2020 was Last of Us Part Two, right? And like that's pretty good output. Like in my head, I'm like, man, it always takes forever for Naughty Dog to, to put out games. That's not necessarily true but what if you can ramp that up right what if you are getting a naughty dog game on playstation every two years and the way that like insomniac put out insomniac's output is like insane right (laughs) like what if you're able to match that with naughty dog who like puts out these games that people view as masterpieces that people go crazy for and and, like you know right now they're working on last of us factions theoretically and they're gonna work on and they're reportedly working on last of us remake and maybe they're working on a new ip what if you can also get a a new uncharted in there as well you wanted to bring that in right then you want to bring in the last of us remake conversation yeah yeah yeah. because like during the the week there was another news story about naughty dog that went up i think the same day actually um i'm gonna pull also from jordan midler at video games chronicle um and i wanted to ask the question like what's the over under on last of us remake being 2022 uh because uh <clears throat> there was the report of a playstation animator uh hinting at a last of us remake for 2022 the article reads like this a playstation studio visual arts animator has teased an unannounced first party game that they suggest could release this year in a series of tweets published over the last month robert morrison a veteran game animator who recently worked on god of war at sony santa monica claimed that playstation had has some bangers coming out this year and alluded to an unannounced project he's been working on the animator claims he is not working on the upcoming god of war sequel ragnarok according to his linkedin profile uh, morrison currently works for playstation studios visual arts group uh, the same studio that is understood to be working on the remake of the last of us for playstation 5 according to multiple reports it's previously been reported that the unannounced title could release this year and vgc has heard from our own sources that the remake is nearing completion uh and this is like a thing that's been i think dusting up for a little bit now right like we talked about this a year ago in terms of the jason i I keep thinking of station schreier but i'm also not sure i'm pretty sure it was bloomberg that reported about um the visual arts group and like how everything got shuffled from Ben working on Uncharted at one point to like visual arts working on Uncharted remake to them finally settling on the last of us remake, then people leaving visual arts group and then Naughty Dog taking over last of us remake. A lot of movement has happened, but this is kind of the latest thing. And this is like another LinkedIn thing. And so it's kind of loose, but it kind of all comes back to Naughty Dog for their output, right? Like 
they're pretty good about putting out games um, at a decent rate. And I could see, I could see the argument for, hey, we can get more out of this. Like Naughty Dog does quality. Naughty Dog has valuable IPs. We want all these IPs to live, but we also want to give them the freedom to be creative and do different things. Um, and so I guess my two questions is like, one, do you believe that a Last of Us remake is coming 2022? And then also like, what do you want from the future of Naughty Dog? I don't think it's coming because I I just have a I don't think anything is coming though because it, it, you know there's a Ragnarok's coming I'm like no nothing's coming like we're never gonna see any any games ever again I just feel like there's been so many delays with so many things and you don't expect anything it, good you can't no, be disappointed I would exactly um and yet here we are every week um, no, but, like, ge but genuinely like I whenever for almost anything if it's like do you think it's coming out i always lean on no for that reason which is kind of like makes this a bit of a boring take um it would not blow my mind if we saw it and i think it'd be really awesome to have like you know in the fall or like around halloween time like that would be so much fun and i really hope that that ends up happening but i don't necessarily think it will as far as what i want from night dog you know i always want i always want new stuff i always wanted to see what else is what else is out there and i think you know i definitely would take if I had to have them iterate on something old, I would take Last of Us just because I think they just totally knocked it out of the park with Last of Us 2. Um, again, that kind of does hit the... Um, I don't know if I want to make this comparison because it's like a really Do high it. compliment. Um, it, it's kind of like the Portal games to me where like the first oh. one's a 10, the other one's an 11. Like I feel that way about the Last of Us franchise. Um, and I know, you know, not everyone has that same opinion, but like... To that point, too, it also kind of scares me the idea of them continuing with Last of Us outside of just doing remakes because I struggle to imagine. And again, this sounds like I'm just like, you know, really like being over the top in love with Last of Us, too. But like I struggle to imagine something being better than that experience. Not that that was an experience without flaws. I do think that game has like three endings and the third one kind of was like, hey, are we done yet? Like we're really somewhere else. Like, you know, how much time do I have left to play this game? <laughs> um, but, you know, like. Yeah, that would be my vote. I'd want something new um, just to see and maybe something a little bit less, um, a little bit less brooding. But I don't think they're going to I think they're they're moody and broody and violent see, and exciting. At this, point. I don't know about that. That's one of my things about it where I think like, OK, so Last of Us remake, I'm I'm there with Janet where it's like I could I could see I the reason I would think you'd see Last of Us remake in 2020 sooner rather than later is that I think it'll be bundled with factions. I think that it'll be one of those kind of director's cut. I think you'll probably get Last of Us director's cut or last of us the super cut that'll have last you know we talk about this all the time is it just going to be remake or is it also going to be part two and factions all in one bundle and then there'll be the million upgrade paths if you already have them yada 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 i see i see they want to get those out you've got to get those out it makes sense as jordan writes here that they've heard it's nearing completion you would hope factions or whatever their multiplayer thing is also nearing completion and that could be really cool and huge for them uh, at the second half of the year but in terms of naughty dog and like what are they going to do right i don't think I don't I don't think their next game is Uncharted, like their next new game, not a remake or something mm -hmm. like that, right? And so I feel like at that point then, even though Neil's talked about like, oh, yeah, I have an idea for a third game or whatever, for Last of Us, blah, 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 you have to give your team a break. Like The Last of Us is depressing and oppressively depressing. And I've talked to people at Naughty Dog who talk about the shit they had to look at and study to figure out the things that are in that game. And like you need to give them a reprieve from that because even if you were like all right cool the game's done like start pre-pro on last of us part three you'd have those same things in your head and what you're dealing with and working on i feel like you they all want to do something different and so to the point too that we made earlier of like these are valuable ip to playstation and sony overall how much more do you need to do to make them more valuable 
Last of Us is an HBO show that I assume is going to be fucking awesome. I don't know if you ever look at any of the stuff that comes out of it. They, there was a screenshot from or a, a photo. This isn't a spoiler, but a photo yesterday, a couple of days ago, somebody put up on either the Reddit or the Twitter or whatever. That was like a side by side comparison. Obviously, it was a far away set show, photo where they were filming, but it was like almost frame for frame of like the blue and white truck smashed into a drugstore from the like where they Joel and Ellie get ambushed or whatever. And you're like, oh, oh my fucking yeah. God. You know what I mean? If you're going to do it that well, if you're going to have that much. And granted, Neil's so cl- working so much on this product project and so close on it, obviously, that like you, this is the first video game project I feel in forever that is a live action thing that's being treated with all the respect it deserves because the creator's there, right? Anyways, it's going to be a huge success for HBO, I'm saying. And I think it's going to be a really, really great show. Uncharted, whether you liked it, hated it, loved it, whatever, it made a lot of money and it clearly proved you're going to get another Uncharted and do that kind of thing. Like, if these, if they've gotten these things up and running with video game fandom and then they've taken off and they've become their own thing, do you need as Naughty Dog to keep making those games? Does PlayStation want you to keep doing that? Or does PlayStation look at you and go, you know what? We thought it was a gamble, you guys doing The Last of Us, but you proved that people know who the fuck Naughty Dog is and they'll come for a Naughty Dog game. So why not make another IP? Why not go and invest in another world, another character, another genre, or whatever you want it to be, that we can then turn into another movie, another TV show, another whatever? Because Uncharted, great, is proven. It could be an animated series on its own. That could find its own legs. You know, Last of Us is this thing. It could also be an ongoing comic book and probably will. Like, it'll be the tabletop and this, that, and the other, and T-shirts and whatever. Like, there's so many different ways for that IP to thrive that doesn't mean it needs to be another video game. Especially, and, But it all comes down, I think, too, if Naughty Dog is motivated and wants to and has the story they want to tell. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm, I I think I agree with both of you guys in terms of, like, what I want from the future of them. I, I, I think I'm, like, 99.5% that they are they have to be working on a new ip like i don't i i think in terms of how much we've gotten out of uncharted i don't think they want to swing right back to uncharted but i do think they do want to swing back to something light like you mentioned greg like last of us is dark it's brooding it's like it's violent and like i i, I don't graphic. think you want to be you know it's graphic right i don't think you be, you want to work on that like forever right and they're working on last of us factions and so like they're kind of g- going to continue to exist in that world but i think in terms of narrative last of us 2's narrative even even separated from the world they exist in in the last of us part two just the the themes of revenge and violence and and the back and forth i think those ideas alone are very depressing and very dark and that is such a stark contrast from uncharted which is very light which is very and i know like nathan drake is a mass murderer but still like you know the the gunshots hit different in uncharted versus the last of us right like he's just screen, running out of luck you know yeah also, he's just running I was so mad when I told him that. I was like, "Did you know that? Like, they say you're just running out of luck." He's like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Like, you know how you see. So now, whenever he's dying, I'm like, "Careful, Edwin! Like, your luck's almost out." Yeah, about to run out. And in Uncharted, it's not like you kill an enemy and they're like, "John, no!" It's not. They're not saying their names in the way that like they do in the last. Last of Us Two does every single thing to make you feel terrible while playing it. And I think uh, Naughty Dog would as a studio i think it would be great for them to have that like swing around of like cool it's not uncharted like i've always pitched pitched the mission impossible like you know make it a secret agent you're infiltrating you're having all the gadgets kind of game i think that would work so well for naughty dog i could also see them doing like just a weird uh, like a different setting in terms of like sci-fi or like I don't, I'm not a big fantasy person, but maybe I can see him doing fantasy. But like, I think like sci-fi or space or something along those lines would be really cool to see from Naughty Dog. I'd love to see their take on something like that. Um, but yeah, I would for sure. I think I would think for sure they got to be working on a new IP, and that's also what I'd want. That said, you know, I don't want more Uncharted. I'm sure they'll do more Uncharted, but I don't necessarily want it. What I do want is more Last of Us, and I think we're gonna get that through factions. But then Last of Us Three, I'm sure, is going to exist someday. I don't need it soon, but I do. 
I do enjoy the world of The Last of Us so much, and I think so many people enjoy the world of The Last of Us so much, you know, especially compared to Uncharted. Uncharted, I think you're going into it for the characters and the story and the action, whereas Last of Us, like, I think about, like, oh, yeah, like, the fire, the Fireflies and the, the um, oh, I forget Abby's group's name, but, like, the, the those the wolves yeah and like their relationship with the other factions and like the the faction you find toward the end of the game and like all these there's there's such a bigger world in the last of us and i think there's so much opportunity to do stuff with that world i think it feels more deep it feels more established and like they do such a good job of you know finding like finding ways to intrigue the audience um regarding things in that world and i think you're gonna get a lot of that in last of us factions when slash if that comes out um but i think with that, I would also like to see a Last of Us 3 someday because I want more reasons to like have big like dynamic narratives in that world. But yeah, like, I, I think I named the three options, but I do want to some extent I do want all three of them. But yeah, at Last of Us and time, new IP at staggered. the same damn time. Um, the next thing I want is a new collection. IP. <laughs> yeah, like same. I just to reiterate, like I would probably if I had to pick like a magic wand scenario, I would go new IP. I would go, you know, I love Jack and Daxter. I know they're not working on another Jack and Daxter, nor do I really want them to. Though I'd also buy it because like. I mean, like, obviously, like, we're all what they do. But, like, yeah, exactly. Like, but, you know, people, it's funny. People always ask me, like, oh, you must really want a new one. I'm like, I feel fine with where it ended. Um, and then I know it didn't really, like, it had, like, some other stuff going on. Did you but, play like, Lost Frontier? I didn't play Lost Frontier. I would like to just for, like, you know, the culture. Um, I played, played Daxter on PSP. That was awesome. I know that's not Naughty Dog, but, you know, it's in that world. Yeah, for um, sure. And I did try a little bit of uh, Jack X, which is, like, a fine to below fine kart racer of that era like i'm like yeah this is like a weird mario kart i mean it's, it's better than that horizon mini game where you fake drive but it's not awesome or anything but i would love like something that kind of marries a little bit of the tone the, the slightly more mature tone with also some more like levity in the gameplay and i think something like a third person action adventure platformer thing with like some other interesting mechanical shtick like i'm you know what how many years later like i don't know what's it been like six years since um this game recore came out that i absolutely oh, wanted to love and it to me yeah. just did not hit the mark and i think but i think so many of the ideas were there obviously it's a totally different team but just to kind of give a comparison point i think something with like that level of like playfulness, lore attempt, like interesting mechanical shtick. Like there were, and again, we talk about set pieces. Like I remember playing through that and there being those really cool platforming kind of parkour like you're like sliding through like a zip line sequences. And I think about what if we could take the sort of lore and the characters and the writing that Naughty Dog has such a strength in and marry it with some of the, some interesting like fundamental gameplay in a more like, platforming adventure setting and kind of make you know something that's in that t for teen kind of level um and what would that look like um i don't feel like they want to do that i just don't get the vibe um that that's of interest to them i think they you know especially with like that article that went around where they talked about not making new jack and daxter and they're like oh yeah we love like what insomniac does with like their stuff but like we're kind of we've moved on but i wonder if maybe just doing it in a new ip form in a slightly different style like with different kind of angles, you know, there's a lot you can do with that platforming mechanic that's outside of like a traditional mascot experience. Like that's what I would love to see. Um, just someone who makes recore correctly, even if it's not anybody, re anybody. So yeah, re oh, I talk re about re sounds like a Rihanna all the game. time, a hundred percent. But yeah, anyway. I, I yeah, yeah, you know, obviously we're gonna get whatever Naughty Dog 
puts out we're going to be playing won't be excited for it but like what do you think the order is going to be and also i, I have two questions one one of the questions i meant to ask like 30 clearly i'm ago. winding down the segment yeah, but yes, so you're winding down the, the segment but i really wanted to hear the answer to this question i mentioned earlier that like uncharted is a top three franchise for playstation am i wrong because like as i was saying it i was like going through my head of the big playstation franchises and i was like sure. god of war yeah is bigger than uncharted would you was is that correct would you guys say so Yes. What are we saying yeah. by bigger? More That's valuable. Like a more valuable IP. It? Like what are we yeah. recommending? I think of this as like recommended games. Like, no, I'm saying like if, I'm saying if PlayStation had to decide like what game to make next based on like the performance. I mean, how is it. that different than recommender game? Okay, well, sure. Either way, I'd say God of War is. Like I would take God of War eventually. I would say God of War, yes, as well. I mean, taking into the legacy of the PlayStation 2 games, right, and how much beloved they were and how many fans they made and how many fans of just Kratos there are and how iconic Kratos is. Spider-Man, more, more, a bigger IP than Uncharted. Yeah, for I would say their biggest. Yeah, yeah, Spider-Man probably is their biggest. And then Last of Us, I think that's where, where like, the argument is, like, is more so for me. I would say Last of Us, in my head, is bigger than Uncharted, but I don't know that to be a fact. Yeah, are you because you, you bring in. I think right now I think it's more iconic. I know people are gonna get mad at that, but like, I that's just that's just how I feel. I mean, I agree with that. Yeah, I think like the thing we're doing is, of course, we're talking from our hardcore gaming perspective. I do think the Uncharted movie, even though you know whatever received, however it was received, has right now has more mind share with the public of Uncharted. If you were to say that, they might know what you're talking about, general public, than Last of Us. Last of Us is very, I mean, HBO show is going to drop and it'd be a different ball of wax, just like The Witcher. But I think for right now, that's where it is. But again, then we're also PlayStation. Horizon's pretty big big deal. No, not not big enough. Wait, which one you said? Horizon. Horizon, Horizon I was thinking about a little bit. Yeah, but I I feel like Horizon hasn't been around long enough compared to Uncharted. Exactly. And that's the whole thing about this. But to The Last of Us Uncharted, which is a bigger IP for PlayStation, I think you're also talking about them betting on one of the other two if you were to have this conversation now. Of like, well, what's got more juice in it? Where are we going more? I think, you know, mm-hmm. Last of Us is going to do better on HBO than Uncharted did as in the movie theater in terms of uh, reception and critical acclaim and yada, yada, yada. And I also think because it's uh, a show, it's going to be talked about for longer. I think you're going to get more seasons of it than you're going to get sequels to Uncharted and things like that. I think it'll be a different story. But like, yeah, you, I mean, you, when you want to run through like the bigger IPs they have or what what matters the most to them and yada, 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 you, you have to go to that PlayStation Studios opening they do before the movies, right? And all the characters that pop up there and who they are. And I think you're in such a weird place where I think we give Uncharted so much credit for being such a big deal because it is a huge deal to PlayStation fans. But I don't think Nate has broken through, even with the movie. And, the, you know, again, it, it, these are arguing and we're slip, slipping and sliding on stuff. I don't think Nate, you know, the Nolan North Nathan Drake has broken through where you could show that to a person and they would have some idea of who that is. Whereas I think Kratos, mm-hmm. you'd have a better idea of that, right? Even Ratchet and Clank, because there have been so many games and those commercials were so good. Of course, like, and that's why this doesn't work. Is this person work. a gamer or is this person my dad? You know, like, uh, mm. I don't know. But my dad would know most characters. Like, he'd only know really Mario and, like, Pac-Man. For sure. And that's why it gets, it's a really... Like, he was going to know Kratos anyway. He's like, who's this man? Who's, why is this man have no shirt on? Yeah. My second question, and this is a short answer. This question, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want an explanation. All right? I just want the short answer. But uh, last of factions, not counting. What is the next project for Naughty Dog? New IP, the remake. Oh fuck! Are we oh, I forgot about the remake. No, last was remake, not counting too. What is the next like new Why don't entry? You just tell me what you want new, me to say. New single player entry from Naughty Dog. That's not a remake nor factions. 
So I'm saying new, new IP is glad to be We have to have a new IP coming. I mean, that's the only answer at that point. A new IP. No, it could well, be he's saying, would there be on Last of Us Part 3 or, or would there be yeah, Uncharted or in, 5 the next or whatever? Yeah. Like, what is, their, what is their next project? Yeah, new IP. Greg says new IP. Janice says new IP. I also say new IP. But you also took away a lot of the options. Yeah. So I think it's time to move on. I took away the ones that we already know about for sure. Doesn't mean that it's coming in that order, though. Anyway, it's it's fine. I understand. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to be mad, one more thing. Ah, fucking Jesus <laughs> Christ! If you want to be mad at him live, anyways, like I was saying that when I was originally trying to close out, I think like no matter what, we're gonna play and do it. And I think what gets me so excited would like again, I'm gonna be excited for whatever Naughty Dog game is. I will be infinitely more excited when they're like, here is blank, and there's a new trailer and a new thing, and there's all this stuff to <laughs> dissect. Man. Well, yeah, like, man, get David Wayne's back. Like, just, but, like, a brand new, like, you know, is it, you know, a, a game in space? Is it a game in the present day without the world being ended? Is it, you know, whatever the hell else? I, I can't wait to see what Naughty Dog does to wow us in terms of everything they've learned and put it into a new thing. That's what I say. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to have your say, like Eric Miller has so many times on the show from the live chat on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Uh, of course, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Uh, kick us a few bucks. You can have your questions right on the show. You could be watching us live. You could get the show ad free. You could get it with the exclusive post show we do each and every week. However, wherever you're consuming it right now isn't on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. So here's a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Credit Karma. Are you earning credit card rewards? Credit Karma can help you compare your reward options so you can find a card that fits your lifestyle, helping you earn miles or cash back for spending you're gonna do anyway. I've been using Credit Karma for years. It's such an easy way to just keep track of my credit score and make sure that everything is going fantastically with so many great features. Credit Karma uses your credit profile to show you offers that are tailored to your financial situation. Credit Karma partners with a wide range of card issues so you can be sure that you're exploring all sorts of options. Comparing cards on Credit Karma is 100% free and it won't affect your credit score. And best of all, Credit Karma uses your credit data to show you your chances of approval before you even apply, helping you apply with more confidence. That is an awesome feature. Credit Karma, create your own karma. Ready to find the card for you? Head to Credit Karma and check out your personalized mix of offers today. Go to creditkarma.com or the Credit Karma app to find the card for you. That's creditkarma.com. Blessing, it's time for this week in PlayStation. I'm going to turn it over to you, but I do, guys, I want you to know I am four minutes away from being able to maybe buy a PlayStation 5 on the PlayStation Direct site. So there you go. Why are you? Why are you buying a PlayStation Five? We are building yeah. a studio and need more PlayStation Fives mm. for the studio. So I'm always on the lookout for these guys. And here we go. This could be my moment. Greg, Janet, we talked about what Naughty Dog is working on next. I want to ask, what is Sucker Punch working on next? Uh, this Ooh. last week, uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, it's been reported that Ghost of Tsushima has appeared to have received its final planned patch. This is Adam Bankhurst at IGN. Uh, after nearly two years, Sucker Punch has released what appears to be the final planned patch for Ghost of Tsushima and has said it is, quote, not actively working on any additional patches at the moment, end quote. As reported by PlayStation Lifestyle, Sucker Punch has shared the news, or Sucker Punch shared the news on the notes uh, for patch 2.18 of Ghost of Tsushima, indirectly teasing that they are full steam ahead on what is a undoubtedly it's next unannounced project so again i ask what is sucker punch working on next <laughs> what is this job man i think they're i think they're working on the next you know iteration in ghost Tsushima, like ghost Tsushima 2 essentially uh we talked about this a little bit on kfgd like you and i because i think i was on the day this dropped um but yeah i mean i think it's become such you know we talk about 
iconic franchises within PlayStation. I think Ghost, obviously, it's very early to call it an iconic franchise, but I think it's had a really strong start. It's very critically acclaimed. It had the director's cut layer. It had um, that thing that you played Blessing. What is it called? Legends. Legends. Okay. Uh, all these things have the kind of the same name. Legends, Legacy. It's just something, right? Um, you know, they had freaking Jin Funko Pops. Like, this thing has... Remember, legs. there's a Ghost of Tsushima movie in the works. So, another IP yes. that, that PlayStation's So, like, they're going hard on this. Like, and, and for good reason, right? Again, even though I'm not someone that was absolutely enamored by Ghost of Tsushima, I still think it's a very, like, solid probably i probably would rate it as a great game um even though i'm not just like obsessed with it um and i think they have like a really nice base in that they can come out with a sequel and i could see the ways that it would be better than what they already had even if you were already in love with what they had um you know similar to like i think blessing the comparison that you ended up making was like the jump from like horizon one to two where it's like whether or not you're in love with horizon in general it's pretty clear that there's that two is a marked improvement in pretty much always yeah. um like almost completely polish like the yeah. world has more like dynamic stuff going on like the activity there's a chest more, more to do. um you know like you don't have to drive if you don't want to because that felt kind of weird yeah, um fast travel. Yeah, you, don't have to, you don't have to spend fast <laughs> travel packs to fast travel now you can go yeah to, but there's still anyway I, I still have beef with that anyway but yeah so i i think that's what's next next for them yeah 100 i think it's going to be a ghost sequel and i think that in this way we were talking about, you know, oh, well, Naughty Dog burned out or I want to see something different from the blah, blah, blah. I want to see them iterate because I loved, I, I loved Ghost and I obviously love Sucker Punch after Infamous and uh, even Sly to that matter, but Infamous, obviously what I was a huge fan of. And so I loved Ghost so much. It's one of those games that like I put on my list here, obviously, for my three recommended games. And it's, again, backlog season where I'm like, you know, I never got all the trophies in Inky. Do I want to go back and like, you know, tour around the island because I had so much fun with it? I would love to see them come in, iterate. I think it's going to, you know, I think that they learned so much. They got so much feedback. Clearly, it was loved. Again, it's got a movie. This has got a lot of juice in it that they can still go for. And, of course, there was the second invasion, right? Uh, Wikipedia, yeah. The first game was in uh, 12... The game... I'm sorry. The game was in uh, 1274, right? But then there's a second invasion in 1281 that I think you could go and do more stuff with, obviously. And then there, you'd assume you could close the story and be done with it, and they could have a point where they step off and go off and do something new. Mm -hmm yeah like i think ghost of shima 2 is like it's def it's definitely happening right especially with the way the first one ended it felt like it left so much room for them to tell a more story with uh those characters um and yeah like i think the thing that's interesting is like not even not if they're going to do ghost of Tsushima, i think the more interesting thing is like how they do more ghost of Tsushima, especially with legends being a thing that jana mentioned where you go to their uh, uh right now they have a, a job listing where they're looking for a multiplayer slash network programmer right and they're like hiring for multiplayer as well and there's nothing we've talked about in the past but i could easily see them putting out ghost of Tsushima 2 and then separately not doing it in the way that legends was part of ghost of Tsushima a few months later as an update it being a separate release that is free to play or like however they decide to do it and have a BA, okay, cool. There are two Ghost of Shima experiences now. Like you have the single player experience that will continue Jin Sakai's story. And then we have the multiplayer experience that we're building up and making more beefy, turning into a online games as a service thing as part of PlayStation's games as a service push. I think both those things are probably in, in, in the works. And I think that's a very exciting feature for, for Sucker Punch. And so um, I'm looking forward to it. Next up for this week in PlayStation, will Amy Hennig's Star Wars game live up to the hype? Uh, I'm pulling from Michael McWhirter at Polygon, who writes an article titled, Amy Hennig has announced a new Star Wars game. 
A new Star Wars game is in development at Skydance New Media, the interactive studio founded in 2019 by game director Amy Hennig, Lucasfilm Games, and Skydance announced Tuesday. It's a return to the Star Wars franchise for Hennig, who had previously worked with the franchise at EA's Visceral Games on an ambitious but ultimately canceled project set in a galaxy far, far away. Skydance New Media describes its untitled Star Wars project as a, quote, richly cinematic action-adventure game featuring an original story, but did not reveal specifics, no title, no release date, or platforms were announced. Hennig's untitled Star Wars game joins at least five others in development with, Lu with Lucasfilm Games. Those projects include Quantic Dream's Star Wars Eclipse, an open-world Star Wars adventure from Ubisoft's Massive Entertainment, and three games from Respawn Entertainment, a sequel uh, to Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, a new first-person shooter, and a strategy game co-developed with, with Bit Reactor, a studio founded by former XCOM developers. I go back and I ask the question, will Amy Hennig's Star Wars game live up to the hype? Yes. Greg says yes. Sorry, I'm checking out, but uh, with this PlayStation, I'm trying to make it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, which I know like is kind of egregious because I think Amy Henning definitely has the pedigree to like knock it out of the park. But I think just, man, I'm I'm good on the Star Wars. I think a little what? bit. Um, there's like so much Star Wars stuff, and I haven't had um a great experience in my my Star Wars time in gaming. That being said, I'm always ready to be heard again. Um, like there's the uh. God, what is that remake that's coming out? Of was it Coder, nice right? Old Republic, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I know people that love that game, so I'm definitely gonna try it when it's coming out. But like, yeah, I mean, I think the fact that it's an original story, like again, Star Wars. And for background too, I I generally like Star Wars. I've watched all the movies. That was also sometimes mixed at times, but um, I definitely had an era where I was like really heavy into Star Wars around like Force Awakens, where like I watched that movie so many times, and you know this, that, and the other, but. I, I don't know. I'm just not someone that is going to be super excited about this being anyone's project. Um, so I don't know. I have a little bit of hesitancy, I think, um, I, just from that. I kind of, I'm kind of in like the opposite place in terms of my history as, as a Star Wars video game person where like I like I tend to enjoy Star Wars video games more than even like the movies or the TV shows. Like I I I've n I've never really fallen fallen in love with Star Wars um, in terms of the movies and even like I watch um mandalorian and like the other star wars stuff and i'm always like i don't know man like it, it like it at, at the end of the day it just comes down as boring to me like i find it so hard for me to connect with that world but then like some of my favorite games on like the ps2 were star wars were star wars games right like i remember playing star wars battlefront 2 and going crazy for it i remember my first time playing star wars battlefront it was actually like a it was a demo at my best friend's house at the time he had it on xbox and like, like we would play star wars battlefront and i'd be like yo this is insane. Like we gotta like we gotta kill 150 people to like to win the thing. We gotta capture the points. Like it was one of my it was one of my early uh, first person shooter like arena experiences like that. And like that blew me away. Let alone playing like Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order and other Star Wars games that came out over the years. I think I've talked about Star Wars Demolition before and kind of funny. And I'm like, yeah, dude. So even Star Wars Demolition, which was basically a, a Star Wars twisted metal game for <clears throat> PS1, like I remember having fun with. And I have like countless of those for Star Wars. Um, I like I, I I like that there are so many Star Wars games. Like usually I usually I would be like, oh man, oversaturation. Like it feels like it's it's too much. But Star Wars for me has always felt, in terms of video games, it's always felt like a weirdly enough like its own video game franchise even though it's a movie franchise right when you have so many and so many different genres so many different takes on it it kind of it kind of has its own presence like we're just coming off of lego star wars skywalker, skywalker saga as well um and so and like all the new records most successful lego game yeah and, and like it seems like star wars is due for a renaissance especially being this thing of 
not having uh, 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 not having to be beholden to EA and being able to to spread out among different developers and like have different people give their own takes on Star Wars. I think that's going to do so much for it in the way that we've seen with Marvel. You have the Spider-Man game and then you have Guardians and you have other Marvel games that are shining brightly. Right. I think you can have that same thing for Star Wars and make it make it work. I will say that the idea of an Amy Hennig game, an Amy Hennig Star Wars game doesn't excite me anymore like i think the idea of it being like an uncharted style action adventure like the the that excites me i look back before this podcast at like the trailer for project ragtag that we saw at that ea sure, uh sure. e3 conference and like just for the seven seconds we saw of that i was like damn all right yeah i would be down for this game but like i went back and i looked on wikipedia for like projects that amy hennig has um worked on that have come out and like you know she's writing on forespoken uh before that 2015 she wrote on battlefield hardline and then before that you have the uncharted games uh that she worked on and that was from like 2007 to 2011 i feel like there we've not seen much from her for so long that like that alone doesn't get me excited for it but i do get excited for like the genre be her comeback moment see that's my thing coming in Oh, go for Sorry, it. coming I'm back to the conversation. I can confirm. Uh, I can confirm. Me and Roger Pocorny were able to procure PlayStation Fives. The, the studio now will have enough PlayStation Fives, so everything can be fine. We can play oh, games there. Congratulations! It. Thank you. Um, so coming back into it, that's what excites me about it is the fact that Amy has been on ice for so long, right? Uncharted Four. She, there's the nasty breakup with Naughty Dog, and then yeah, okay, I'm gonna go over here and work on Visceral, work on Ragtag. You bring up uh, uh, Battlefield, uh, Battlefield uh, Hardline, Battlefield Hardline. Thanks so much. And I'm sure that was like, I don't, that wasn't her game, right? That For was sure. a game with Steve Papusa and all them working on it. I'm sure she just you know contributed a little bit when she got there and did a line or whatever to in between other stuff. And the same thing for First Spoken, which I don't really know. I guess I don't. I shouldn't say that, but I know Gary did a lot, uh, not a lot. I don't even know how much Gary did. Gary wrote it or whatever, worked on it, writing it. I'm not sure 100. percent And that wasn't her thing. Like I think the fact that she went into they they brought her into Scott Ants Media. They gave her this big old highfalutin title. She's been able to work on stuff and build stuff over there and work on a team and yada yada yada. I think now that to come in and be like, all right, cool. Like what's interesting enough is like you figure she had to go back to Disney and Star Wars, right, and be like, hey, we want to make this game. Here's our pitch, yada yada. And you have to imagine that Disney and Star Wars, whether it's the same people or not. Are they going like this is awesome? We're so glad you get to do this again. That EA fucked this up, right? That they're clearly like that was where the fi- friction was. It's not salt and earth for EA and or, uh, for Star Wars and Disney. It's like there was a breakup there for Visceral that ended uh, badly too for them. Now you get to go do it. I'm excited to see what this is. I'm excited for Amy to make a fucking game again. Like I love Amy games, and so like because you can go back. You're talking about obviously Uncharted. You go back from there. Like what Legacy of Kane and stuff, right? Like. Amy's made bangers that are like, granted, the you know, games have changed and times have changed and narratives have changed. But I, yeah. this is probably outside of uh, Fallen Order 2, because I loved that game so fucking much, the original. Like, this would be my number one Star Wars, like, uh, anticipated video game out of all of them there. But I'm also, you know, not Mr. Star Wars. Like, I'm not going to play every Star Wars game. Uh, I love Lego games and I played uh, Lego Star Wars on the stream or whatever, but like, that wasn't i'm not when especially for how many how much is in that game i was like i am not a star wars fan enough to go back and relive these nine movies and get a platinum in it or whatever and so like i'm way more excited to see what amy's narrative star wars game would be and where that's going to set us and what's going to happen yeah yeah I hear, and i hear you there i think the thing that does that does worry me is like the um, you mentioned the amount of time that has passed right and like uncharted one through three again those were like t- 2007 up until uh, 2011 i think 2011 um and like 
for those, I'm kind of I'm in a in terms of like how I view those games. I'm actually in a similar place as Janet, where I played Uncharted one through three after the fact, played them, and I was like, oh, these are fine. Yeah, I liked the I liked certain set pieces, right? And I'll never forget like the train scene in two and like the 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 airplane scene in three, right? Like I think those games had some incredible moments, but in terms of the writing, I was never like. Oh, this is the cream of the crop. This is like this is something. This is something I'm gonna remember forever. Even though I guess I probably will remember Uncharted games forever, just because like they're cemented in my mind now. Um, but like I don't. I I, I guess like I'm curious to see how she hits in 2022, right? Like, does she still do, like not does she stay in the test of time? Because that feels like a weird like way to put it. But I guess more so like it like does she still have the sauce? Does she still have the sauce? Right? Like what yeah. was were her talents like? peak in 20 in 2009 when it was the ps3 era and we did have certain standards for was video that game lightning narrative. in the bottle kind of thing was it lightning in the bottle right like video i feel like video game narratives have come so far also and like does that still when she puts out a game in 2022 or whatever whenever this game comes out is that still gonna feel fresh and feel like something that belongs in 2024 um and like that and it's weird for me to judge because again like she's been working it's not like she's been like absent it's just that her games haven't come out um but I'm curious to see. Next up for this week in PlayStation, I want to talk about Crazy Taxi and Jet Set Radio because this Crazy last week. Crazy Taxi. Oh, yeah, that was yeah, yeah, yeah. Takashi Mochizuki over okay. at Bloomberg put out an article about how Crazy Taxi and Jet Set Radio are coming back. Sega is developing big budget reboots of its Dreamcast games, Crazy Taxi and Jet Set Radio, as it taps back uh, as it taps its back catalog in search of global hits like Epic Games Inc.'s. Fortnite, according to people familiar with its plans. The two titles would be the first entries in Sega's Super Game Initiative, which the company announced a year ago as an effort to develop recurring revenue sources and build online communities around its software portfolio. Fortnite has become the role model for such games. Free-to-play, it's available across platforms, hosts large multiplayer contests, and includes extras like vehicles, construction, and social events on top of the usual combat, spurring player purchases of in-game items. Uh, I think this is very fascinating. Last year when this was first reported about like sega working on a super game initiative me i remember being on a kfgd it was me and tim and we were talking about like what is what is sega's super game gonna be like first of all that sounds ridiculous also like it must be like a big destiny like mmorpg or it must be like a fortnite style battle royale like what could their super game be and to get, <laughs> <laughs> and to get it announced taxi. as crazy taxi and jet set radio i think is the funniest outcome to the story but for you guys like to bring this into ps love you like i want to hear your pitch like what do you guys think these new games will be because if they're going to be a super game like or super games i don't imagine that this is going to be like the crazy taxi taxis past. get dropped onto an island I, here's the thing. Listening? We did this on Kind of Funny Games Daily, and it was me and Witta, and me and uh, Witta are both big Crazy Taxi fans, so we started bullshitting around. That was one of the jokes that came up. But the more you think about that idea, and not like the island, and not necessarily 100, the more it does get interesting. Because how do you make a Crazy Taxi that is free to play, that you can... Like, they're talking, they want to make Fortnite, but they want to make Fortnite with their IPs, is what we know from what we've heard, right? So it's like, okay, then it would need to be, yeah, that you are taking your taxi into a metropolis shared by other people and you are racing around and there's a your counters clock is ticking down their counters are clicking down mm -hmm. there's only x amount of high xp or high time bonus people and hard things there there's the easy ones you know to keep a little bit of time on your clock there's the medium ones there's the soup but you're all competing for these fares 
so it is that idea that you know you're like i think it could be interesting it to have could it be very similar to forza horizon 5 and like uh, their, their battle royale that game. little battle royale where you you know you could do like your separate like one-on-one uh races in that to like knock other people out and stuff like that where you know you're you're picking up like one person uh at a location the other driver's picking up like another person and it's like all about like who delivers their um uh their person the fastest and stuff like that you could do stuff like that there are ways to do it yeah. i just why why crazy taxi why this other game? I, crazy taxi thing, awesome. I think bringing back both these titles i think is wonderful i think it's excellent I think it's a bad branding them decision. as their super games initiative i think that's weird and i don't know what is going through their heads but like I think I mean Crazy Taxi has a fan base. Like Crazy yeah. Crazy Taxi, I think should come back. Like people like the same thing, thing with, with Jet Set Radio. There's me. There's Greg. There's you know, too many people to count. Like honestly, yeah. like, I, I love Jet Set. I you wonder if it's you know Sega and seeing and like they know that Crazy Taxi has nostalgia. They know people love Crazy Taxi. The question is, do people love Crazy Taxi enough in 2022 to sit there and play the game I just pitched? Nope. It depends yeah, like, on if they have the music for it. Well, and see, that's the whole thing. When I when this came up, Gary's like, I try, I play, I try, I tried to play the re-release, and they didn't have the offspring yet. And like, I'm like, well, Gary, you're just asking for a remake of the original game, and that is not at all what they're pitching. They're not at all pitching that it's going to be just crazy taxi again. There's like very much it's going to be the super game version of that with all this uh, free monetization shit and yeah. stuff. I'm like, nothing inherently. So you need to like nostalgia it up a little bit. And I think part of that is like when I think of crazy taxi, I do also think of the of offspring. I sure. like that's you know and but like so-, so here's here's where it gets really weird and i like when i all right cool let's monetize this like fortnite and it's like all right cool so you're making cars taxi's blue now taxi drivers and then i would like are you would you be putting out songs like is that something you put out that you're purchasing from the store that you're getting the offspring pack that, that you could play and like what if your you're picking up celebrities you pull up and it's the rock <laughs> like i picked up ninja <laughs> come, in, come on I- in let me deliver you sure yeah i yeah i think like I think the idea of bringing them back is so good. Yeah, the, the I don't know how they make this game a super game in terms of like what they want the reception of it to be. I don't think there's a way to monetize a crazy taxi in a way that makes it a Fortnite, which I think makes this fascinating of what is going through the heads. Because like I I can't imagine they're thinking about it the way we're thinking about it. Where even though their pitch sounds like that, right? Even though they reference Fortnite and they reference these other things, they must be thinking about it in a sense of uh, let's put out a crazy taxi game that comes out on. I don't know, comes out on mobile, PC, and console platforms that has cross-progression, that has, like, ongoing elements that could be multiplayer, could not be multiplayer, but it is, like, an ever-ongoing, we're we're busting out new content for this thing so it can make money indefinitely. I think there are ways to do that that could be interesting, but also that, will you suck out the soul from Crazy Taxi in that case, right? Like, I mean, for sure, because what would you buy in Crazy Taxi? That's what I just don't, I can't wrap my head around. The co- like what your driver looks like, customizing your driver. I do think the songs could be a Are thing. You I see think your driver. Yeah, you, you see them driver. when you like start in the menu thing. Like there's a bunch of stuff I that, that I don't true. see, or like like I still customize my character in a first person game a bunch. Like even though I don't see them almost ever, if ever. Um, yeah, I mean I don't necessarily think that this is gonna like knock it out of the park. I think too like inherently trying to chase like Fortnite is like kind of setting yourself up for failure however that can still be a a success in its own way like i don't think this is i would be pretty shocked if we lived in a world where crazy taxi was the new Fortnite. like that'd be kind of weird um what a world to live in though can you (laughs) imagine god i'm sure dr strange somewhere you know like but i don't think that's the world we live in 
this this oh well i was gonna make a, a comparison i'm gonna make the comparison and you're gonna see where i'm going with this right we're like i feel like this is the same as nintendo going oh man we need our own PUBG, and then like busting out tetris the which they did do i still don't think this is gonna pop off like crazy but it could still be good even though it's weird because again like to your point the tetris 99 stuff pac-man 99 like that shit was hot like even the mario 99 it was a little bit weirder i don't think it translated as well it was cooler like, they it was cooler than i think any of us thought it would be i think everyone kind of thought this sounds a little bit stupid and it's like and it could just be stupid enough to work because that's a little bit to me the crazy taxi cachet is the arcade fun of it all like i like crazy taxi because it's fun to drive around in familiar locations or at least locations that are kind of like trying to pull on familiar you know iconography for a certain vibe with the music and then also like there's you know a little bit of like chaos to it and like you know extra ramps and like things that kind of make it hectic like i think there could be versions of that that have like multiplayer elements that are cool i think too in terms of multiplayer modes besides like what y'all already brought up which is basically like a battle royale styled like forza horizon 5 inspired thing i i also wonder like what are ways that they could take that core mechanic of picking up and dropping off and kind of try to translate it into other types of modes and i don't know what that exactly looks like but i kind of think towards like mario kart 8 deluxe where historically for me in mario kart i've never been a big fan of the stuff outside of the grand prix but i think in at least deluxe which granted i'm sure it has old modes from other things like stuff like the cops and robbers thing does actually work really well and is super fun and i'm i'm genuinely like constantly impressed when i go back to play those additional modes that i don't admittedly spend as much time with um how much fun there is to be had in something that is you know distinctly different from what i think you think of when you think of like what a mario kart experience is and that's mm -hmm. kind of where i could see this going yeah uh, you're like you're thinking about a crazier taxi to do that yes <laughs> god yeah, you know they'll call that too. and i was um, i was i was listening to giant bomb i think yesterday and they were reading they're talking about this story and they're kind of speculating speculating on like do they literally mean something that has the same structure of Fortnite, or are they really just using Fortnite as a kind of catch-all term for we want this super game to be super successful and like do we really like yeah that's the other side of it of so like, they want it is, to be big too yeah you know and I mean? that's like, and, and, yeah and that's what i'm talking about right like that's why i'm like is it i i think when you break down what they what they mean when they say super game and like when they make the Fortnite comparison I think it is a we want this to be super super successful and we want it to be ongoing. We want it to make money for a long time, um, which is like which, which makes this conversation very interesting because I could see I think what Jane is talking about could could very well like work right. Like I think it could be hey, what is the very core gameplay mechanic of Crazy Taxi? It's picking up and it's dropping off and it's driving. How can we translate that to a bunch of different modes that feels fun that like can ha that that many people can jump into and go create and go crazy with it, right? Like I. I I could see something there. I think for me, like I look at this news story and the thing that fascinates me more is Jet Set Radio because like I like Crazy Taxi. I fucking love Jet Set Radio. And Jet Set Radio is one that like, you know, no matter what version you bring back Jet Set Radio in, I'm down for it. Bring it back. I know the monkey paw, paw is curling as I like re go through this news story, <laughs> but it is what it is. This If this is the only way to bring back Jet Set Radio, so be it. I, I, I can't imagine what that game is going to be because like Jet Set Radio, like it, it is like a single player even though they have multiplayer in future right but like it is a kind of a platformer kind of like you're just you're just going around areas spray tagging shit doing tricks like it is a an extreme sports game i don't know if you bring that back and go like okay cool do we make this a 
um, track mania style thing where you're racing other people and going through these tracks? Do we make it like Riders Republic where it takes place in this big open world and you're going into different events and doing like these cool um, extreme sports matches? Like, do we make it like the OG Jet Set Radio Future or Jet Set um, uh, Jet Grind Radio? Like, I this isn't a franchise that I think is naturally that naturally translates to the quote unquote Fortnite style super game. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think it's ape shit. Like I, I, I <laughs> the shit like it blows my mind. But also, I'm kind of excited for whatever it ends up being. I think that's where I'm at with it. Even though I know they're gonna like to, milk Jet Set for all it's worth. To just give a quick thing, like remember, we're so caught up in the recent reports. This is how it originally went. I'm at hypebeast.com from November 2021. Sega and Microsoft are teaming up to create a next generation of global games. Sega and Microsoft have plans to partner in, a, in creating a variety of global games from Microsoft's Azure Cloud Platform. The new partnership would feature a next generation game development environment and allow Sega to proceed with its super game initiative that will develop new titles focusing on global online community and ip utilization sectors additionally the partnership enhances development processes while also bringing high quality experiences to the azure cloud program or uh, i'm sorry platform so again yeah okay this doesn't mention fortnite and the monetization trying to be that big but it does talk about online it does talk about uh global it does talk about cloud it does talk about playing that and again crazy taxi of course is rooted in the arcade which was chasing high scores and doing stuff like that so Maybe it isn't 100 taxis drop on a thing. It is just a new crazy taxi. But if it is just a new crazy taxi chasing each other's scores and times, where's the revitalization Fortnite and microtransactions you're going to see to make it actually make Sega money as they close arcades in Japan? We'll have to wait and see. We will. To close out this week in PlayStation, this is like breaking. This is one I I was originally not going to include, but it's exciting for me, and and I know for Greg, maybe for Janet. Uh, We're getting, maybe for Barrett. We're getting more Tales from the Borderlands. Gearbox official tweeted this out during the show. Uh, New adventure, new characters, new tales, and all new Tales from the Borderlands is coming in 2022 from Gearbox and 2K. Get hyped, everybody. It's another one of those, like, yeah, more Tales from the Borderlands, and it's very much, you know, Tommy Boy, right? The name's on the box, like, all right, like this are this isn't the telltale that made this game are long gone. And granted, yeah. you know, obviously Gearbox is the Borderlands people or are the Borderlands people, but like Telltale made Tales from the Borderlands like what that game was. And so, like, who are you gonna have from that team? Where are you gonna go? It's the same thing with Wolf Among Us season two, which granted is using a bunch of ex Telltale devs, but I'm I'm excited for more tales. I love Tales from the Borderlands. I've told that story a million times of having a bad day, not being able to find a bunch of things and finally turning that on and laughing within five minutes and being in the whole way. And Loader Bot and all the performances and Ashley and Troy. And then it also gets into it of like, cool, so would are you bringing Reese back to it? And then is Troy going to make up and play that character? And like, is Laura back? What, how, how, who knows? It's exciting. It's this year, they say, which I was unexpected when you read it. I'm, I'm stoked for that. What do we have here? You know, uh, yeah, yeah, from Brendan, from Graver. Brendan Graver, who I I, I kind of see like the general consensus being on yeah. Twitter. Of, I'd love to be excited by this news with how much I love the original Tales from the Borderlands, but without Telltale's writers, I'm wondering if they can recapture that magic. Uh, Borderlands 3's biggest letdown was how they handled the Tales characters. So I feel like, yeah, like yeah. you were saying. I mean, right? I feel that. Names on the box. But like... I think the the bummer is like it's either this way or no way, right? Yeah. It's like Telltale's not that Telltale isn't around anymore, right? And I don't think those those folks in in any other sense would be able to come back and work on the game. And so like I'm at least down to for I'm down to see the shot at it, right? Like I don't have I definitely have like less faith in it than I would have if it was like a Telltale thing. But also Telltale was already in a weird place in terms of their projects and how shaky they were. Um, that said, like Tales from Borderlands for me is probably my favorite 
Borderlands game. Um, at least it's the most I've enjoyed a Borderlands story. Um, and it 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 hit so well for me that it immediately I picked up Borderlands 2 and started playing more of it. Um, like, that's how good it was, where I was like, I want more from this universe now. And, like, I couldn't get that same fix from anywhere except from Tales from the Borderlands, which is funny enough. Um, and so, yeah, like, looking forward to it. But, yeah, we'll see how, we'll see how it hits. Now it's time for PlayStation picks. Uh, let's start off picks, with the picks, drop. Picks, 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 picks. Let's start off with the drop from this week. Uh, this week, we got Scourgebringer. Scourgebringer. Scourgebringer coming Scourge. to PS5. <laughs> Scourge. Uh, PS5, Monday, April 18th. Lego Builder's Journey came to PS5 yeah. and PS4, Tuesday, April 19th. Uh, Full Chernobylite. Stop. Janet, this is one Andy never shut up about. And I was like, yeah, yeah but I don't know if I'm ever going to play it. And now I have it on my PlayStation, of course. I get the trophies, all that stuff. This is a short one, but it's a touching one. Is that right? Yeah, admittedly, I still have not finished it. It's one of the classic. Again, if it's not for work, we just sure. like let that thing burn for a while. But uh, and but now I feel like I I really well I've been wanting to get back to it for a while um, on Apple Arcade. Uh, and yeah, it, well, the thing that really stands out to me a little bit more so than the story, and I haven't finished the story. You know, it's about like father, like a kid and a like parent child kind of situation, and like growing and you up. And said it would that. make me cry back in the day, and now it'll make me super cry because I have a son. Yeah, I can't speak to a lot of that, but I have not cried yet, but I'm not done with it yet. Um, You're also I really hard love, as a rock. Yes, that, that, that's also there. Uh, just no emotions, deadpan. But one thing that really stands out to me is just how beautiful looking this game is and how good, like, the sound design, the detailing is. Like, the way, like, it feels to lay... And I think with, oh my God, with the freaking haptic feedback and stuff, like, the way it feels to lay down, like, the bricks and, like, it's just there's so much beauty and intrigue in it and it kind of reminds me of um you know if you've liked like captain toad games like that it kind of has similar stylings of like laying down the stuff and there's like light puzzle solving in it um i will say the only my only gripe is in my opinion or like in my experience sometimes the puzzles were like a little bit if you don't know what to do there's not really a lot of like leeway in, in figuring that out so i did have to consult a guide on at least like one or two of them so far but i love this super underrated and i'm I'm really glad that it's coming to playstation because i think it's gonna you know give it a chance to like get more eyes on it because it's such a fantastic game hell yeah hell sorry yeah. blessing back to it. uh chernobylite that's uh, that's coming to ps5 on thursday april 21st and then samurai bringer uh, came to ps4 on thursday april 21st this is one that caught my eye i saw the, the name samurai bringer i was like oh, i never heard of that let me check that out to see if it belongs on the drop and then when i read the the bio or the bio when i read the description of the game and then i watched the trailer i was like holy shit and so uh samurai bringer is a roguelite action game with levels which change with every playthrough uh where you cut down hordes of samurais uh and demons to collect combat techniques and polish your fighting style in, or in order to defeat Yamata no Orochi, uh, the eight-headed dragon of Japanese mythology. As I look through the gameplay, I'll, I'm automatically, I'm like, dude, roguelite, I'm in. The more I watch the more, I was like, yo, this looks exactly like Brave Fencer Mushashi, uh, which is a game that came out on PS1 that was developed uh, by, I want to say Square? Yeah, it was Square. Um, and that's a game that, like, is kind of... Uh, not underrated maybe underrated but like it's 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 one that's like under the radar uh that not as many people like talk about not as many people have played but like this it looks, looks dope yeah it looks kind of like this right like this top down like you're running around you have like a it's zelda-ish right like chopping getting into action getting into combat um this is a roguelite and so you are like collecting techniques you are leveling up as you're going and then once you die like you will lose all your progress and start over again in that arcade style um i saw this i was surprised by it i was i was like yo this looks dope as hell um it has more of a pixel art style to it but it does have like the 3d model thing going on um like a ps1 game and so like if this is one that if, you, if you're somebody that like brave fence musashi or if you like roguelites or like um, what's the other one? I think it's like 3D Dot Heroes. That oh yeah, 3D Dot Game Heroes. 3D Dot Game. Yeah, 3D Dot Game Heroes. Like I think this might speak to you. All right then. All right, y'all. 
would you guys pick to play on uh, PlayStation this week? Um, I don't want to. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Why? What did you? What? What breaking new? What brand new game did you decide to play on PlayStation this week, Janet Garcia? I'm playing a game that you know I really want to be ready f- to talk about this topic, so I decided to continue my Uncharted 4 playthrough, which is really impressive because I think I started that before the news dropped uh, that we would have in the show. But wow. um, I'm back to Uncharted 4. Um, <clears throat> you know, don't call it a comeback. Been here for almost a year uh of playing this game um and yeah i'm playing it with my brother y'all know how it is i've been telling this story for a while and i will keep telling it until it's done and um you better hope they don't make more because then i'll just have new versions of the same old story uh but also the same could be said about the entire franchise anyway um that being said i am now halfway through i got to the point of um this really cool set piece that happens a bit after like the clock tower. I think it's in the same chapter. Um, yeah, the, the, it's funny. Cause like the reveal on screen, like the, from, is this from the trailer or like one of the trailers of this? Like what it's are we trailer. looking at right here? Yeah. It's funny because, um, I'm glad I got like through because I didn't get to see like, you know, Elena like confront um, Nathan until like my last playthrough. Not that that's like that shocking. I feel like you can kind of see that obviously there's going to be something with that conflict. Um, but yeah, this is uh, what we're seeing like right now. Like I'm in that exact section um, and having like gone through that chase sequence. It was just so cool and so fun. And I'm, I'm really glad that I got to like play it specifically as well, because I again, I'm doing like this co-op style with my brother where we're like passing the controller back and forth and like talking through the stuff and like working on things together. And like we were going through part of that set piece and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to take this over because he kind of had died a couple times and I'm like, OK, let me try to like figure this out and, and go through it. And then it just kept rolling and it was so smooth. And like I did this crazy jump to a car without like seeing anything. I thought for sure I'd die. And then like the car pulled up like I just think it was so like well integrated and dramatic and it went on for so long and it was just such an exciting moment with like these different little compartments throughout and i think it also did something that i really like in games where we have these and i felt this a lot playing horizon forbidden west where there's like this very dramatic or intense gameplay moment followed by like a a hard-hitting narrative moment i think those combinations are like when those styles of games are at their best um so that part's cool now i'm back on looking at islands which i'm like admittedly this feels like the same structure is the thing i just did where it's like i went around and there were like different i guess ruins that i was like checking on and i'm like well now we're like in a boat and there's different islands we're checking on and i'm like okay well you know it's fine i guess like i get general construction's gonna repeat um but yeah we'll see how things end up going and i'm guessing that elena probably doesn't leave nathan drake in this game but i would really love to see that um but you know i can dream so <laughs> really quick and maybe maybe wait for it uh wait to watch this uh after you beat the game in like eight months um i think it was ign did a really cool interview uh it might have been with uh dorno interviewing like one of the level designers about how that whole chase uh throughout like the the city and then like going on that like long uh thing jumping in between cards and stuff like how that was designed and um in like level design and even narrative design uh with that like hard-hitting emotional moment right after it's a really cool uh piece on ign that i I, I think they released that like sometime last year. Um, you should mm-hmm. check it out. But maybe wait because I forget if they spoil anything uh, at the end. Right. Of the, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm at. Um, so we'll see where things go. I'm still only halfway through the game, and I don't know how long it's going to take. And then, admittedly, it was funny because the last run I did with There's my no brother. You're only halfway through the game. Is that true? Chap- chapter wise, I am. I don't know if y'all are like, oh, secretly some of the chapters are like ten minutes or something, but. I'm on like chapter twelve or thirteen, and there's like twenty four or something. Where, so. where, where she's about to get to, you're there for a while, bless. You gotta remember. Okay. That. 
in that case, I'll say you've done all the best stuff in the game, Janet. If you don't wow. like it here, then just put it down. Oh, bless. <laughs> fuck you, dude. Damn, <laughs> That's where I'm really? at. Yeah, dude. Oh, Actually, you did the, you well, did the we clock still... tower. You did the chase. Yeah, no, you did all the best shit. No. The funny thing about the clock tower, too, is I totally God. fucked up that sequence. So, like, what is really cool to a lot of people is just my memory of, like, dying horrifically. Getting um, through but it we'll awkwardly. See how... Yeah, we'll see how things go because, um, you know, it's funny because I, I finally got time to play with my brother. He's like super busy. So like I'm like literally any time like we just need to get a couple hours are going to go a long way. We can get through this game together. And we played and like I did the you know, that sequence. And then I'm like, OK, I guess I'll like go on the boat, too, and do the other stuff. And then like I'm like, OK, it's your turn here. You play for a bit. But then like he was really struggling with this one area again. And I'm like, all right, I'll do this, too. And then we got to like a ruin. And I'm like, OK, here, it's your turn again. And he's like, well, I, I'm honestly, you know, I'm not good at these puzzles. And I'm like, God damn it. And when I'm playing this whole thing by myself and then um he, he did say he was like i promise for the next time we sit down together i will be a better player than i was in this last sequence because i'm like i'm really just playing you're watching me which is still like kind of fun but i'm like it's not really shit you know and i just i think finished norco that same night where i played like six hours of that game and i'm like i just came off of that i'm like all right time to queue up the playstation 5 like playing more uncharted and yeah it's just it's been a lot but we're we're back playing it again. To push back we'll on Bless's sentiment, I think everything from the moment Elena catches up with Nate going uh, throughout uh, the rest of that game is some of the the best narrative stuff in the entire series. There is one firefight near the very end of that game that is very reminiscent of like Uncharted Two, where it just keeps going, and you're like, ugh. But that is the only part of that uh, the second half of that game that I think is weak. Everything else is fucking sick as hell. Sick as hell, Jane. Uh, bless my PlayStation uh, pick of the week is a sketchbook about her son. I forget was it on this show or was it on a Games Daily? It was on a Games Daily where I read through the list of games that were coming out this day on PlayStation. A sketchbook about her son popped up, and I was like, "This sounds like something I have to play." Uh, the quick uh, synopsis on Steam is uh, through a narrative based on Red Ribbon's new album, Planet X. Experience a broken heart girl's j- broken. It should be broken hearted. Broken hearted girl's journey through thoughts, daydreams, and music. And so, if you're watching, you see that there's a bunch of choices for stuff, and then sketches pop up. And so. My thought was that, you know, watching this trailer on Games Daily, that it's kind of like choose your own adventure. You go through, you pick the things, you get different drawings, you get different things. Uh, It's not really that. It's way more just uh, this merger of the album, uh, Planet X from Red Ribbon, who I did not know before, but are actually really great. And I enjoy the music and, you know, have them and have listened to them on Spotify since. Uh, But it's this just mix of the entire album it's the entire album uh planet x mixed with all these different vignettes with this uh woman who's gone through a breakup and so yeah you go through and you pick the different words and then at the end you in like the drawings appear no matter what i don't think they changed based on what words you pick but at the end you get like a not poem in terms of like you know it's all rhyming and that kind of thing but i guess a, a journal entry kind of but more abstract that is like the words have changed based on what you pick to focus on so there's that to it I didn't get much out of any of them. You know what I mean? It is uh, very much about the music and the visuals and then just thing. And they're very simple as you, as when Barrett was showing you, it's usually a, a static uh, drawing that then has a little bit maybe of, it's, you know, it's not animation, but then moving and putting things in there to give it a little bit of things. And then the new sketchbooks popping up or whatever. It was an interesting exercise. Like we talked about with this PlayStation. What, what was your pick on PlayStation this week? Isn't something you're like, you have to play this necessarily. It can be. It's something I did play. Uh, it is again, you can go back and watch the games daily live where I'm like, this sounds neat. I want to try it. Blah, blah, blah. It is an easy platinum. I did not know that when I did it, it was not done on that uh, for that on purpose. I want it on the record. I do have the platinum in it. Uh, 
but it was a, it was an interesting exercise more than anything, right? And I think it's five bucks on uh, PSN. I, it's not. Would I recommend it? No, probably. Like yeah. I think I'm I'm glad I is it better did than Memoir it. Blue? Memoir, I don't even think it's the same because Memoir Blue is way more interactive. Like this is very much like like the, one of the trophies is don't touch anything, like just let it play. <laughs> Like let it play. Like at the end, you have to you know hit advance or whatever. But it, now that does change the you know the little storybook uh, or whatever the journaling sure. thing is. It changes what she says at the end, which was interesting. But like it is very which much experience something. Experience? Did you enjoy more? Damn, Janet, that's a great question. I enjoyed a memoir blue probably more. Damn, because this okay. is one that I could take my <laughs> eyes off of. Like I, I when I once I understood what was happening, I was like, oh, okay, and I kind of went back to email. I liked the music. And like I like the visuals and I like the idea of it, but I don't think it does anything where I was like, "Holy shit, this really stuck with me." Or I, I mean, we play all the same games, so I was like, "Should yeah. I play this?" And then you're, you knew my, you know me too. I let that hell on a beat. I'm like one and a half hours. That sounds like just the amount of time that I have. Well, I mean, keep in <laughs> mind too, if you happen. don't choose anything, there you go. You know what I mean? Like you're just listening to an album. Like it's just it's how much you want to. If you just let it sit there and play, like it's it, it, you can watch you turn and watch occasionally what's happening in the visual, but then do whatever you want. It is what it is. Did you guys freeze? I think you froze. No, no you're okay. Right. God, no, you were both. I was sitting really we're still. I was sitting still, and I was like, "Oh, this is a fucking freeze." That's and we're just like taking in. We should do that sometime, Janet. Like plan a freeze. I mean, that was a perfect one. Again, for me, <laughs> an interesting experience. I'm glad I tried it or whatever. You know what I mean? I'm glad I spent kind of funny money on it. Uh, but not something you need to do. But I didn't hate it. it. You know what I mean? If it sounds interesting and you want to go do it, feel free. It's something. It's a cool art experience it's a cool art installation if that did you do sense. um kid a did you play kid a amnesiac i never did no kid amnesiac you should why yeah. haven't you is there a reason you haven't yeah because it came up and it was very confusing what it was and then they re-explained it and i was like okay cool i don't you know should. Do, you, do you like radiohead i don't know i, don't I mean i can find groups in nice song. outside of uh taylor, taylor swift. swift taylor swift yeah. and weezer that's pretty much in country those are the those, kind of got that's him some pop punk for like a couple months, but that was about it. First off, no, you fuck should, off. I was into pop punk before you were even. I born. got him right, into right. modern pop punk for a couple months, and then that was I was in a modern. You oh, should, no, actually, you know what? Modern you're, you're an open-minded player, and you're into the weird. You're the weird art kid. Your fellow yeah. weird art kid, Greg. I'm gonna say you should go play Kid Amnesiac because I think it's. I really have fun. again. I I do like Radiohead, and I do think it hits a little bit better if you know that album because then you're like, oh, I'm like inside the horns of like national anthem, like, and that kind of hits a little bit better if you know that album already. But I think it's a really fun, weird museum. You know, uh, all of us did the the dreams thing where we were like part of like the judging for the impies and like the thing that ultimately won was um oh, gosh, I don't want to mess up the name of it. The ideal idealium. Yeah. Um, which is a museum experience and like I totally thought of kid amnesiac when I was playing that um, and I love the, they're both kind of really different but yeah go play it just I think you'll at least enjoy having experienced it Downloading um, I will it. Also say it's like a it can be a little spooky at times but it's not like Ooh. jump scary or anything. Okay. like I don't know you know what I mean like just as a, like a quick warning in a sense if you're like not looking you for know, like getting scared you know like kind of eerie you know little vibe but yeah I'm very curious as to what you're going to think about it okay Blessing, what's your PlayStation pick? What do you been, what'd you pick on PlayStation this week? Uh, so earlier in the week, I tweeted out because it's backlog season, and I've been looking for games to go back to. Um, and like, I had a lot of, I had, a, I had a lot of plans, right? Where I was like, okay, I've not Classic. finished Guardians of the Galaxy. Everybody's got plans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You make plans, and, and God happens. laughs. 
the Guardians of the Galaxy laughed at me. Um, but yeah, no, I, I was like, I could finish Guardians. I could go back to Mass Effect 2 because I'm still halfway through that. Like, I could pick up Tunic. I, like, had a list of games. I had Pokemon Legends Arceus. Like, a lot of games where I was like, I had to pick this up and put it down. Or these are games that came out. I just didn't have the time to play them at the time. Um, I was feeling a bit bored. And so I was, and I and for some reason, I didn't feel like picking those games back up. What I instead felt like doing was finding a game that I either hadn't heard of or something that would speak to me that would surprise me. And so I, I started just looking through the PlayStation Store uh, of games that had, that had come out, like indie games that would satiate the appetite I had. Because I think I was also looking for something that might feel more actiony, maybe something that was like along the lines of a Katana Zero or something, something like that. Um, as I was looking, I saw Anno Mutationum, and I was like, "Ooh, this looks cool," but I've not heard of it. Uh, it probably isn't that good, and I just skipped it. And then like we, me, me and Greg saw it yesterday at the indie thing. We're like, "Oh fuck! All right, this actually does look cool. Let's download this." I'm having um, so much fun with it. I can't wait to get back to it tonight. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, and like I booted up right before this this episode of PS Love You XOXO. The thing is, that isn't my my pick for PlayStation this week. My pick for PlayStation this week is the reason why I started Anno Mutationum, and I was like. No, I can't play this right now. I got to go back to this other game. And that game is 13 Sentinels. So after I looked through PlayStation, the PlayStation Store, or uh, uh, yeah, after I looked through the PlayStation Store, I put out a tweet where I was like, uh, hey, people that know my taste, now that it's backlog season, what's a game that I should dig into that I'd fall in love with? And I was surprised by how many people said 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim. Um, it was like at least like 10 different people under this tweet were like, yo, 13 Sentinels. Even um, uh, Dinga Bakaba from like um, Arcane responded. He was like, you, you should play some some 13 Sentinels. And I was like, you know what? I started 13 Sentinels back in 2020 when it came out. I played about three hours of it. I fell off for two reasons. One, the uh, the, the gameplay, the, like, the real-time strategy stuff in the game scared me off a bit. Like, I, it was never a thing that like was too difficult. And I never felt like I didn't comprehend it but i'm i tend to not be a real-time strategy person like there's never been a time where i got super into something that was real-time strategy and so like i thought that was a quick signal of oh man maybe i shouldn't get too deep into this because i'm not going to dig it and then also story-wise it felt so uh disparate between what was going on with the different characters and like it had a really slow start and like there was a lot of anime girls and like short skirts and like the, the perverted stuff where I was like, uh, I don't know if this hit with me. Maybe maybe I'll, I'll bounce off of this. But like I could tell that it was building up to something that could have been cool. But I figured that's eh, not going to be for me. After so many people recommended it, I was like, all right, I got to check this out. Because people are going real hard for 13 Sentinels. Way more than I would have even imagined. Picked it up. I am now seven hours in. And I am totally into it. I am enthralled <laughs> with what's going on in the story. It is like what I've described before, which is, you know, 13 Sentinels, there are 13 characters that are like the player characters that you bounce between. The story is out of order. And again, like so disjointed in the way that you finish a chapter and then you go back to the character select screen and you can choose to continue playing with that character you're just playing with, or you can pick one of the other characters. And as you go, you unlock more characters. I got to assume that there's a total of 13, 13 characters because oh, each of the characters it's in the title. Yeah, it's in the title, 13 Sentinels, because I, I believe, and I'm not far enough to know this for sure, but I believe that each of the 13 characters are going to be the 13 pilots for the 13 Sentinels that they're driving in this game to, like, fight against some kind of octopath traveler kind of situation. Plus, come on. Yeah, I mean, pretty much, yeah, some exactly. Kind of 13 Sentinels? What are we, some kind of triangle strategy? <laughs> what are we, some kind of 13 Sentinels? So, like, yeah, that's that's kind of what the setup of the game is. And in the first three hours, which is what I had played before, it felt almost like 
I was playing different games where I would hop into one character's story and they're like, cool, yeah, I'm a student at a school and I like action movies and I have a weird headache and let me go to the nurse's office. And I'm like, oh, this is weird. And I hop into a different character's story and they're like, I'm from the past. (laughs) Like it is 1945 (laughs) and I'm just a soldier. And you hop out and you hop into another character's story and they're like, oh man, I'm in in the same school as the other kid, but I just found a little robot that's kind of like E.T. And like, the stories are so weird at first and so separate and different, but like the more you play, the more you start to have those intertwining moments of characters meeting other characters and things looping back around and explanations for things that is like, oh, this is why this guy was in the past and this is how he relates to this other character. And the more you play, the way that these characters intertwine with each other, I think is so fascinating and so good. And then also the way that like the game lets you choose how you want to play in terms of the characters the character stories you want to you want to further in that moment i think really makes it because they really do give you the freedom of right now i have 10 characters unlocked that i can go into their stories um i i was immediately fascinated by the character who met the little robot uh, et character so i was like i'm going to further her story as i'm going through her story she of course passed uh, crosses paths with another character and i was like oh shit this other character seems cool and she seems necessary for me to understand more about the the character who i'm more invested in and the more i go the more i pull on those threads the more all the characters start to like have things where it's like oh shit all right this guy was over here okay, how do I figure out, like, how this guy got here? Let me go figure out his story. Um, and that stuff kind of slowly builds and lets you kind of go at it at your own pace, so you're only really pulling at the stuff that interests you. But the genius of it is that the more you pull out that stuff, the more stuff starts to interest you. And so, like, now I'm at a place where I have um, four to five different characters available to me to, like, further the stories. Some of the characters are locked off because I got to do other story shit to, like, re-unlock progression in their stories. But for the five characters who I have that I can jump into at any time, I'm, like... Yo, I wonder. I'm wondering what any of them are, are doing right now because, like, I'm not checked up on Iori Fisaka. I'm not checked up on <laughs> Juro Karabe. And it's like all all you the gotta names check are che- up on them. You gotta check up on Karabe and all. It, like all the all of the care. It's like it's uh, the it game takes place in Japan, right? And so all the characters are like have uh, Japanese names, and it's the thing of like a lot of the names, especially with 13 characters. I'm like, okay. Oh, who was this guy? All right, this guy was this guy. But the more I play, the more I like really start to care about the characters. And the more yeah. I'm like, oh, dude, yeah, I for sure got to check on Fuyusaka. I for sure got to check on these people. Um, but yeah, I'm I've been very surprised with it so far. The story is insane, right? It is like sci-fi um, invasion, like alien invasion, maybe, but also could be just weird, like multi multi-dimensional invasion stuff. Like it's kind of weird right now. Um, but like. If you're into that kind of thing, you'll be into it. Again, it's like big Sentinel stuff. And so if you like mechs and you feel like big war and big battles, it's it's that stuff as well. The art style is also very gorgeous. Like art style for me is like maybe one of the best things about the game. You look at it and right now Barrett has like the... Yeah, I got a um, question, Bless. Why do they got to be naked when they're in the mechs? It's a, you know, <laughs> you know, is, why, does, why is Quiet naked? It's because she needs to breathe, she through, needs their to breathe through her skin. Yeah, these characters, they got to be naked to pilot the Sentinels. <laughs> Who knows? Are um, them naked? Yeah. Uh, when they're in the Sentinels, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All of them are, are naked when they're in the Sentinels. Um, I'm glad to see you connecting with this game because it's like that thing where I remember Imran loving it. And I remember how many people loved it. And I, it's a story game, obviously. And I remember I started it and it just didn't click for me, like the world. I wasn't about it. So it's funny that you're into it and I'm into Anno. Uh, yeah. Mutation as or whatever. Mutation. Mutation um. And. M? Mutation M. Such a terrible name. Just call it yeah, an- Anno Mutation. Not why are you adding EM at the end? But anyways, great game. Having a fun time with it. Can't wait to play more of it. But you know, that's that cyberpunk world with a 
a cool combat system i really like i talked about it on gamescast i won't bug you here but it's, i'm glad to see you're into this and feeling it yeah are you gonna I'm, see I'm it all the way through yeah i don't know how long it is and i'm very scared to check because i don't want to check and have it say 50 Ooh. hours and have me go no i can't i can't yeah, invest yeah, that yeah, time because yeah. i'm pretty sure that's what, what's gonna happen and so i'm just going with it i'm just trying to play for as long as i'm enjoying it and not worry about finishing it but like at this rate i think i gotta see it through because i'm i'm so into it and like people are saying that when i tweeted out about it today that like yo i'm into it people were replying saying that like dude just wait like it gets crazier and crazier because again i'm only seven hours into this, into this thing um but yeah no i'm, I'm really digging it. also the I, like i was saying right the art style is gorgeous it's like hand-drawn art style where you walk around these worlds and like the lighting is the thing that's blowing me away where you'll have the in the background like you'll have a lighting source and the way that it peers through characters as they're walking by and like the art that they have in the backgrounds this is all gorgeous and in fact it's one that Greg, I know you, you said you weren't clicking with it at first. Like, it strikes me as a game that Greg would get into, that you would, would yeah. get into. And, like, in the way that I didn't click within the first few hours, I'd wonder if, like, if you kept playing, if it would start to click with you in that way. Because it is very, like, it's it's a narrative game. And the story and the characters all are, like, they're engaging in the way where you start to really get into, like, their motivations and, like, wonder about the mystery of what's going on in the world. And it's not, like, it's not, like, super, like... I want to say super anime, but I don't, I don't think that's not the right way to put it, right? It's not so, like convoluted, I guess, is the thing I'm talking about. One right? of the, I think one of the reasons I didn't click with it, and again, like I don't even remember it that well, but I remember the story's interest or the, whatever. I'm I'm doing, going through the talkie talkie with everybody, which you know I do appreciate quite a bit in games. But then I remember not enjoying the combat that much, and that's one of those things I was oh, complimenting Anno so much yesterday with, right? Where it was like you're in this, you know, 2.5D, you know, explore the world, talk to all these people, do the things, but then you get into uh, side scroller beat em up combat with your gun and your sword and your dodge roll and i was like oh this is really fun like i like both parts equally whereas i felt with 13 sentinels i'm trying to get into the story but then i'm also like oh, i didn't enjoy fighting in the mechs yeah see i'm the same way like the fighting in the mechs is my least favorite part and i'm not done that for a while like yeah the game starts off with a prologue where you meet probably like what eight of the characters and you go through their prologue stories and then you do that and like they, those require you to do the combat but then after that like the real game opens up and since it's opened up, I've not done combat. I've not done combat in four hours. Yeah. And I'm sure at some point it's going to make me do combat, but it lets you choose what you want to do from the get-go. And so, like, I've only been doing story, story stuff for the last four to five hours of playing, and I'm sure, like, I'm going to hit the roadblocks, and then it's going to make me do the combat. But I can't imagine it's going to... I can't imagine the combat is going to be much. Like, I can't imagine I'm sitting there for... 30 minutes to an hour at a time just going through combat sequences maybe i'm wrong maybe people are, people are like i'll oh, prepare yourself but um i've not had much combat since getting out of the prologue which i've been very happy with well ladies and gentlemen we hope blessing will make it through 13 sentinels but you've made it through another episode of ps i love you xoxo unless that is you're a patreon.com slash kind of funny game supporter of course on patreon.com slash kind of funny games you can write in to be part of the show you could be watching us record the show live and of course you could get the post show we're about to record all patreon.com slash kind of funny games plus you get those benefits for the x cast games cast and kind of funny games daily but no matter where you get the show thank you for your support remember we recorded on thursdays posted on fridays on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and podcast services around the globe before we go janet where can people keep up with you you can follow me across the internet under the handle game Onesis. that's game o-n-y-s-u-s blessing stop being a pervert and until next time, no. Pervert. I know. I fucked it up. I know. I know. I'm tired. Just it's been let, let, let the man go. He called yeah. me. He called me a pervert. I got a fire back. Even though no, he played no. Metal Solid Five, the game were quiet as half naked the whole time. Blessing my dog. I'm sad. It's hard to keep up with gaming and not just 
have to see a lot of naked people. <laughs> <laughs> in Shima, those booty cheeks in the the like what is the little not hot, the, hot, the hot springs? springs? Yeah, hot springs. Yeah. You know, it happens. So every like now and then you see critical booty to the story. That's gaming. You know what you're I mean? Not, that's life. Are you adults or are you children? Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.